listening to Reset Race. You now tuned in to Reset Race. Uh, uh. You're listening to Reset Race. You now tuned in to Reset Race. Put them back on the grill again. We grilling them. Put them back on the grill again. We grilling them. Put them back on the grill again. We grilling them. Back on the grill again. We grilling them. Uh. You're listening to Reset Race. Adults need reparations to make America great. Uh. You're tuned in to Reset Race. We no longer starving while others eat off our plate. No. You're listening to Reset Race. We focused on our justice claim. We know what is at stake. Uh. You're tuned in to Reset Race. You'll find out who really done justice and really who fake. On the edge, go back to U.S. Southern plantations. Vineyards, Jim Crow, and mass incarceration. Redlining lynchings, we are old from this nation. You're not about justice if you ain't for reparations. MG the wise one, cousin mother intellectual. Samantha bringing fire, anti-black, we pressing you. No permanent friends and no permanent enemies. The backbone of the country, the wind, you need our energy. You gon' see, listening to Reset Race. You now tuned in the reset race. Uh, uh. You're listening to reset race. You now tuned in the reset race. Uh, put them back on the grill again. We grilling them. Put them back on the grill again. We grilling them. Put them back on the grill again. We grilling them. Back on the grill again. We grilling them. Uh. You're listening to Reset Race. Adults need reparations to make America great. Uh, you're tuned in to Reset Race. We no longer starving while others eat off our plate. No. You're listening to Reset Race. We focused on our justice claim. We know what is at stake. Uh, you're tuned in to Reset Race. You'll find out who really about justice and really who fake. Uh, Welcome to Reset Race. I'm Michael Graham of Actify Press, and here on Reset Race, we discuss race, politics, and how those two things inter intersect. Um, we got the regular crew here. Well, not the regular crew. We got the awesome crew here. Uh, is here. Uh, so let's start with Sam, as we often do. Sam, tell him who he is. I'm gonna keep it super short today because Mark Thompson. We got some. We I'm ready to start cutting off little pieces and roasting. So let's just get to it. You can holler at me at me 17 trillion. Mark Thompson, my brother. Woo, I see you got a fisticuffs issue. I see you like putting your hands on folks. So, all right, let's get this popping. Reverend. Reverend likes to put his hands on people. <laughs> the Rev. Yeah, he, he was blasphemy in here, but we'll get to it. Hey, uh, Big John, what you got? Thank you, Sam. Yeah, what's going on? It's John C., uh, average American Negro, back with the family. About to I said we got to get Mark Thompson, so we about to go. I ain't gonna get too far with the intro, but we about to. Yeah, we gotta. We gotta do a deep dive. You know what I mean? We gotta, we gotta do a deep dive. We gotta. We gotta go mm -hmm. back to the grill. We gotta go back to the old old grill, the slave pit grill, and do some real cooking. You know, so yeah, I'm happy to be with the family, man. You know, so let's do it. Mud, talk to the peoples. Yeah, they call me Mud. You can find me on my socials, all at of lineage. That's Clubhouse, Twitter, Instagram, Bitter Dose TV on Actify Press. Let's get it. Bet. All right. As uh, as Sam and, and John alluded to, this is uh, this is from the Tim Black Show. Uh, Mark Thompson, who has been in black media for a long, long, long time, he is an acolyte of. Narkin and Cobra, the two, um, I almost said venerable, the two <laughs> older <laughs> reparations organizations. Um, and we'll get into that in a minute. Um, and uh, for those of you who don't know, 
uh, over the last, let's say, five years, the reparations movement has drastically changed. Uh, we have been seeking reparations f since we left the, uh, since our people left the um, the killing fields of the South, or left at least left save slavery, shadow slavery. Um, it's it's in everything we tried to do here, uh, some sort of repair for the harm that was done to us, our repayment for the harm that was done to us, something, anything. <laughs> and we started with 40 acres and a mule uh, from uh, under, uh, <clears throat> under Abraham Lincoln and General Sherman signed off on that and Abraham Lincoln signed off on that and shortly after that Abraham Lincoln was no more. But in any event, um, this whole reparations thing, things have changed. Dr. Darity and his data has changed this fight immensely. And unfortunately, these, these older organizations aren't making the adjustment. So we got to get, we got to get Mark Thompson. I'm not a fan anyway. I don't give a fuck about this dude, but, uh, we got to get him. We got to get him. All right, Sam, let's rock. Racial wealth gap in 8OS. I can't let you go without talking about that. Um, average black family worth 10% of the average white family. Average college, black college graduate, wealth less wealth than the average white high school dropout. And people don't understand why we need reparations. Yeah. What, what say you, well, Reverend? Right. But no, you're absolutely right. Uh, and we are centuries behind catching up. When we talk about H.R. 40, which is legislation to establish a commission to study what proposals um can come forth on what forms plural reparations could take. That's important. So that's where actually where ADOS and I disagree. The ADOS movement is pushing for individual checks mm -hmm. for those who can prove they are descendants of what they call slaves. First of all, we don't call ourselves slaves anymore. We are descendants of enslaved people. Mm. So we can go ahead and pause that. Enslaved people, descendants of slavery, that's semantics. You're being an asshole. Second of all, uh, American descendants of slavery, people who identify as descendants of chattel slavery, freedmen, whatever iteration that is being used right now. Nobody is looking for just a check, but don't bring nothing to us that doesn't involve a check. Like that's up front. What else you got real quick? Because I feel like I forgot something. No, I mean, I mean, you, I mean, you said it all. I mean, all this, all this stuff is just, you know, it's just a, um, a way for them to just kind of deflect and try to regain their leadership on it, quote unquote, leadership on this issue, the Narcan and Cobra folks. Right. But if you're not going to take on the data that's come out, especially the stuff that Darity has published you, and you're not adjusting because, I mean, we're talking about H.R. 40, H.R. 40 was written 30 years ago. If you're not going to if you're not willing to adjust that 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 document based on where we are now, and what we know now, how 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 do you expect to be remain a leader of this 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 uh, I guess we can call the movement or this 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 push towards reparations? How do you expect to remain a leader? Yeah, I just think I mean, when we get more into this shit, we're going to see but he got this. He got a real old school way. 19 late 60s 70s type way of uh of, of black american politics this is very outdated it never grew and um some of the stuff That's that he's wear it up is a throwback you know like, like you said like he didn't he didn't you were basically alluding that he he didn't mature he didn't grow it didn't morph into the fit with the times it's still it's a relic his politics is a relic of the past like like it's not there's no growth to his politics like no, it's a stunning like 
politic and it's kind of like um it's kind of um reflects kind of where our black boomers are and they well the, the quote-unquote ones that are still radical they, they haven't grown you know what mm-hmm. i mean like this is the newer type of black politics and they feel kind of threatened by it and this is why mark mm-hmm. thompson is using all types of bullshit to kind of deflect you know what i mean like his bullshit position so that's what i got on that absolutely absolutely i mean you're 100 i mean it's just like um al sharpton right al sharpton shouldn't be president in our politics anymore those days are over you know, Jesse Jesse Jackson would still be on politics if he was still if he was, if his health was holding in, was holding right. These folks had this this the 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 um the mantle have should have passed at least twice by now. These Negroes in their eighties, this should have pat the the mantle should have been passed long ago. Even a gray beard like me should not be on the forefront of this movement. It just should not be, right? Uh, Mud, what you got? Well. With this topic, we're getting to like the real serious business of justice for American descendants of slavery. And the fact that he wants to like even spend any time talking about like the distinction of words between enslaved and slave lets me know that he's not serious. That is just something that I guess academics who haven't had any I, I, I don't know, more important things or more mm-hmm. pressing things to focus on have have concerned themselves with. Mm-hmm. Uh, Negro is a term that was applied to us during slavery by the slave master. And to right, right today, it's a term that is used only to point out the descendant of slaves. It's never used for black people, period. Africans can come to this country. They aren't called Negroes. And if they are called Negroes, they resent it. So if Negro meant black, as we've been taught, it would be a term that would be applicable to or pliable to everyone. But um, for the vast majority of us, uh, we are concerned about not having actual cash. We're concerned about not having resources. So we're we're not trying to play all these goddamn word games. We're trying to get to the bag. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we're and we're and specifically we're trying to get to the bag so we can pass on wealth to our children and grandchildren. It's not just about us in this generation. It's for the generations to come and the generations in the past that weren't allowed to accumulate wealth because of the policy, not because our inability to accumulate wealth. We've proven over and over again. Just look at all the things that we've invented that we've gotten credit for. Right. And that they stole oh. that we got credit for. And yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's, it's not a matter of being able to accumulate wealth. It's a matter of policy that that that, that impeded or. Um, kept us from gaining wealth. I mean, and, and you know, uh, those of us who have been here before, you know, um, I've, I've not been here before, but have been in this fight for a while. We understand that, and you know, a lot of this this show, this particular show, we kind of targeting Tim's, uh, Tim Black's, uh, Tim Black's folks to help them understand how much bullshit this guy was spewing, right? So, I mean, it's important that we kind of clarify those things. And, you know, we'll put links in here of the books and studies and articles that will help. Uh, and we just got to go on with that. We'll go on and keep keep this fight pushing. All right, Sam, let's ride. Our history didn't begin with slavery. We were great kings and queens and builders of civilization in Africa. So that's the first thing. The individual check thing is fine, but that can't be it. You see, white folks... The middle class didn't just pop up organically on the cabbage patch. It was built. FHA loans, Homestead Act, GI Bill, Social Security, and Social Security didn't originally include us. They had that investment. And wealth in America is determined by land ownership. That's where we're kept from. So you give everybody a check. I'm just going to be real, Jen. Some folk in Adolf. 
I'm going to I'm going to let that one ride. But that statement right there isn't correct either, because mm -hmm. land ownership isn't the only thing that creates wealth in this country, because a lot of white people have a little bit of land, but they got a lot of stocks, bonds and other shit, too. So that mm -hmm. one, I feel like that was an overstatement because you can yeah. give a bunch of black people houses and we'll still be poor because our houses don't appreciate. So yeah. this is the con that they're trying to pull here. It's like, oh, well, we'll just give black people resources. We'll put money into mm -hmm. black neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. First of They're all, quick, quickly become gentrified. Yeah. I didn't grow up in a black neighborhood. My mom and my dad were able to get us out of LA and move to the suburbs. So if reparations would have happened in the early 90s for black communities, I it wouldn't have affected me because I didn't live in a black community. There's plenty of black people who live who have managed to whose parents or who themselves have managed to make enough money to live in a decent neighborhood. And that tends to not be black. And mm -hmm. even if you fix black neighborhoods, most black neighborhoods are mixed with Latinos. So it's like where I live is like a 60 40 split. It's majority Latinos. And also when you fix our neighborhood, like Benji was saying, they're just going to gentrify it. It'll either mm -hmm. get gentrified by people of color or it'll get gentrified by white people. The people who have more money are just going to come in, push us out, and then we're still going to be complaining. And they're like, well, you deserve it. We gave you reparations. No, you fixed up a community that didn't belong to us. The black mm -hmm. community, there is no black community. We don't own shit. Mm -hmm. There's an Asian community because they own businesses. They own the shit in their community. They own the mm -hmm. banks. They own the grocery stores. They own a lot of their houses. They own the land. We don't have a black community. We are black people who live places that is owned by other people. Mm -hmm. and, and, and that goes to, thank you, Sam. And that goes to, uh, there's a saying here in the South. They say that some people are uh, land rich and cash poor, right? Uh, and a lot of times they'll, 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 <laughs> they'll own real estate, but it's not really valued that high. Or they'll they won't own enough of profitable real estate. Like they won't have arable land where they can plant crops or pretend to plant crops and still get paid, right? So there's there's a whole lot of things that that Mark is intentionally missing here. A lot of variables, and also if I have cash, I can buy land. Now if Uncle Sam's not gonna, because most of the most of the the profitable land is owned right now. It's owned by white folks. Bill Gates is buying up as much as he possibly can. And one of the big ways of profit from that land is to purchase land where the government is giving subsidies not to plant, right? Corn is one of those things that, that and I think soy as well, is one of those things that farmers are paid not to plant. So basically, you can own this land and you'll get money from the government for not using it, right? That's free money. That's free money. But most of that land is already bought and is already owned by mostly white people, right? That's the hustle, right? Um, as Martin Luther King said, there's a lot of there, you know, there's a lot of a lot of money was put into uh, American agriculture, education, land, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, loans, all kinds of stuff was pushed in American uh, American agriculture after slavery that doesn't benefit us at all. But however, if we get that check, we can purchase land if it's available, right? So there's there's things you can do with the check, so to speak. And, and again, it's not just a check. We we anybody who's serious about reparations understands it's not just a check. But these are things that he's pushing misinformation about just to shut down these younger folks or this new wave of the reparations movement. Uh, Mud, what you got? The only thing I would add on is 
this whole like his his outdated rhetoric about how our our um our story doesn't start with slavery like all right man i mean look we get it but for this conversation about reparations being kings and queens in africa is insignificant so we need to start the conversation with slavery you don't need to be filling up time just putting out these distractions in the conversation like get to the fucking point you know like as far as like him talking about trying to get us to start our history back in africa as a way to kind of shift the conversation away from what's owed to the specific group of people here like those kings and queens in africa and that opened up a whole nother shit that we didn't even you know what i mean like nobody's denying now that we have african ancestors and of course the talking points of he's trying to just frame it like people with us fighting from where we fighting from just what money this is what a lot of the Pan-Africans been doing, a lot of the people that's in art. And then COVID, they've been trying to push this narrative, like all we always said that we just want to check. They're not, what the fuck is he talking about? You know what I mean? He's trying to shift it and try to make it seem like all we just want us to check. And we not, we not, we don't talk about the red line and we don't talk about the land. We, that's, what the fuck is he talking about? It's a way to kind of shift that away. Like, you know what I mean? Try to shift that away and get away from that. The check is old. Plus, you know, the other stuff is old too. Like nobody in our movement is saying that it's, it's not just it's a check and other it's a check and Absolutely. it's not just a check mm-hmm. like that's and that's kind of that smear tactic that we've been dealing with yeah and also i mean we'll go into a little bit more but the original ados movement those were folks that are still there they they were talking about a policy for all black people along with reparations policy right it wasn't just that right so this this whole spin he's doing is and and that's available on those websites you can look them up you can look in my writing all the stuff is available um activitepress.com right so (laughs) all this stuff those links are all available in everything i wrote um over the last couple of years so in any event this is i mean this is this is a this is an attempt at um denigrating this modern uh portion of the movement it is what it is all right let's ride sam Fucking Adolf Stone when he hit his Tim, you give everybody a reparations check for twenty five hundred three thousand dollars in this economy, and we behind in COVID. You can't invest nothing. You can't do nothing with that. But who the fuck is talking about two three thousand dollars? You worse than the Democratic Socialists. The DSA was at least talking about ten thousand per Negro. You talking about two three thousand dollars? That's not reparations. They gave the Japanese more money than that for being interned for less than a year. <laughs> Are you serious? Two three thousand dollars? So so you're saying that black people should get the same amount of money that they gave all Americans for COVID? Who are you? Who He's are a dumbass. you? Like He's let's a be real. You dirty. <laughs> Darity is on the low scale for me, and that's around between 272000 to a little over like three fifty. Where the fuck did you get two to $3,000 for? If reparations was only two to $3,000, I wouldn't be fighting for it. Nope. I can get out here and work for two to $3,000. Black people aren't fighting for money that we can go get a job and work for. We're fighting for wealth. We're fighting mm-hmm. for a redistribution of wealth. Mm-hmm. Bruh, bruh. I'm glad, <laughs> bruh, I'm glad Tim, Tim, you did a good job though, because you gonna respond and I see your face right here in this moment. Like mm-hmm. Yeah, Tim and did. Tim, I mean and, mm-hmm. and, no, but let me finish. and Tim, we love you, and I'm about to go in on Mark, but I don't want you to be, 
I don't want you to breathe dragon fire like the Khaleesi. I want you to be the sensible, <laughs> responsible black man that you are. So there you go. You keep doing your good work, and we gonna be the niggas on the back dragging these motherfuckers. Like Sam said, we're talking like two fifty to three fifty per person. Um, and according to Dr. Derry, we would be paid over like a, if we follow his plan, we'd be paid over a 10 year period, right? So that may be what he's talking about, the size of those checks. I don't know. I don't, I don't do math in public, so don't go by me, right? But he's really, really, uh, like Sam said, these numbers are crazy. Um, that's, that's just Darity's numbers, just closing the racial wealth gap, which is about $12, $12 trillion. Um, that's that. And then if you want to add, uh, Mutt's guy, <laughs> Mutt's favorite guy, uh, Kramer, at his numbers, right? And then you had the numbers for um, 40 acres and a mule alone. That's a couple of trillion right there, right? So if, when you start adding this stuff up, it gets pretty fucking big. I don't know what numbers he's talking about. Again, they haven't adjusted to the data. John, what you got? Who the fuck said that we thought reparations was a check for $3,000 like? You see that? That's the games that he, you know what I mean? That's the games that he fucking playing right now, man. And you just got to call like, we know what this is. Like, Sam, you already broke it down. We know what this shit is, man. He's just talking bullshit, trying to, because he don't like the way we going about things, because he's not accustomed to this right now. He, he didn't adjust to the new way that we doing things. You know what I mean? Because he want to keep his spot, so, you know, that's it. Yeah, I know you bring up a good point, John, because what these folks are running is a Democratic Party protection racket, right? They don't want reparations to become an issue for Democrats when they go when they're running for, for office, right? This is what that's what this is this is all about, right? Partially what this is about is to keep us be from us becoming um, a problem for the Democratic Party and them running for office, because they do not want to serve our needs. And this is a serious need. All right, Mud, what you got, man? Talk to us. So far, everything he described is things that can be easily refuted just by going on ADOS101.com. Um, so I don't know who he thinks he's fooling with this. I mean, even with the, the figures he threw out, that's less than what the Japanese got. That's less than what the Black people who uh, got reparations for uh, Rosewood received. And like in their case, they would be talking about a fraction of what our actual claim is. Oh, and, and can I jump in? You, yeah. I just learned. You know, Rosewood. They have the nerve to give motherfuckers free education. I hope. I hope. I hope those ancestors from the grave come back and torture whoever did that shit. I saw a little piece. You get? How dare you give people who had their whole family shit burnt to the ground free college? Not free college. That's not money. That's just. That's a chance that you might, if you're lucky, get maybe get a job. Like, fuck you. Fuck you. If you Didn't think that that's figures? okay. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Mike. Go ahead. Didn't they get six figures, though? I thought they... Just the survivors, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the survivors got six figures. But they, oh, like but all the three of them. But the three, and then the descendants got, yeah. like, free college. Oh, like, you're talking about the descendants. Okay, I see what you're saying. I got to double check and look into it, but I saw something about it. Mm-hmm. Don't quote my words. Look it up. But I heard something like they got like fucking free college. Yeah, I mean, the point of me bringing that up was not to like relitigate all of that shit. It was just to 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 illustrate the point that what he's talking about now is less than like previous payments in the past were and payments for things that don't even 
account to to the magnitude of what we're talking about for reparations for the American descendants of slavery. So, like, he's insulting people's intelligence by by making these type of arguments, basically. You're right. I mean, it is what it is. He, this dude is so out of touch. I, but it's not even that he, I guess it's not even that he's out of touch. He's his, he's just so, trying to shit on us. You know, those of us who are in the, the modern reparations movement, right? Or this current iteration of the reparations movement. Uh, shout out Cali House. So, I mean, it is what it is. It is what it is. Fuck this dude. All right, let's go. Catch up on the bills that you ain't being able to pay because of COVID. Real investment is what is necessary to make our community uh, uh, whole. And that's what HR 40 is about. Sorry, I want to pause for a second. He's going to talk about HR 40 now. Have a well, you can talk about HR 40 with that. But again, I just want to reiterate to white people: Black people do not have communities. For the most part, we don't. And every time, and the Black communities that used to exist have been gentrified by white people or gentrified by people of color. So every time we do have a black community, if it's thriving and it's nice, y'all come and take it over. Like where I live now, they're gentrifying my neighborhood. The only thing about it is I, I own my house, so I'm not gonna get pushed the fuck up out of here. And with Prop 13, they can't raise my property taxes. So I can't get pushed out for taxes either. But for people who rent here, they're getting pushed out. So. That's the thing. It's just like, oh, well, we'll fix the black community. Well, right now, this is a black and Latino community. In 10 years, it's going to be a white and Asian community. So if you do reparations tomorrow and fix this community, that's 40 percent black. 10 years from now, it's going to be a white community. So you basically just gave more money to white people. It doesn't work like that. You have to fix the individuals. Yeah, it's a good point, Sam, because that when you say fix a fixed community or a place based policy, that's a dog whistle to to uh, developers, right? To real estate developers. Oh, money's about to come into this community. Time to get rid of the Negroes. That's 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 what happens. Right. So um, and, and it's visible all across the country. So that's I mean, it is what it is. All right. Um, anybody else got anything before we move on? This is City Heights. It was designated an opportunity zone by the U.S. Department of Treasury because of its poverty, business activity, and geographic diversity. Opportunity zone investors get a tax discount after five or seven years and ultimately pay no taxes on capital gains after 10 years. A really simple example, you have a million dollars that you've made in the stock market. You take that a million dollars and you roll it into one of these funds. Rather than paying taxes next year, you don't pay taxes until 2027. Recently, Steve Glickman, a former Obama administration economic advisor and architect of the Opportunity Zone program, visited San Diego to talk to investors and community leaders about the program. And in the meantime, you can take that million dollars and invest in something new, like in an affordable housing project. And whatever profits you make on that project, as long as you've held your, your investment for 10 years or more, are now tax-free. But the policy is purposely written broadly. There is no restriction on what investors can develop, and that's something critics of the program say worry them. An accepted definition of gentrification is outside capital and, and, and more affluent people moving in from outside of the area into an area. Eric Tilkmeyer from the City Heights Development Corporation says he worries longtime City Heights residents will get priced out of their neighborhood. You know, you look at 
legislation and it's designed to bring outside capital into um, under-invested communities. So it's a perfect recipe for gentrification and displacement. A recent study by Zillow Economic Research says home sales in areas that received Opportunity Zone designations increased 20% year-over-year compared to single-digit growth in areas that met Opportunity Zone qualifications but didn't receive the designation. The gentrification concern is on the city of San Diego's radar, too. Luis Ojeda is with the Economic Development Department of the city of San Diego. Gentrification is a real issue, um, and then also displacement. Uh, and sometimes both of them go hand in hand. So we have to uh, think about those issues, um, set up policies that um, incentivizes and promotes um, the ones that are doing the potential uh, positive outcomes, such as increasing jobs, um, creating affordable housing and minimum housing. The city currently has no way of tracking opportunity investors. An online portal will show investors federal and state incentives to help them invest in economically distressed communities in a positive way. A new survey ranks the Garden State ripe and tops in the nation for potential development in opportunity zones created under the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act of 2017. America has nearly 8,000 zones deemed low income and economically distressed that offer tax breaks to those who invest and build there and create jobs. New Jersey has 169 opportunity zones spread out over 75 cities. This is one of those opportunity zones in New Jersey, Census Tract 81 Essex County, better known as Newark's Lincoln Park. The poverty rate here is higher than 40%. The unemployment rate tops 17%. The homeownership rate, less than 1%. Newark has 13 opportunity zones. Critics have taken aim at the program. The Brookings Institution says loopholes have allowed nearly a fifth of the zones to go in wealthier areas. Others have questioned their locations and what sits in them, even though they tend to have rates of poverty and unemployment two and three times the national averages. Examples, Trump National Golf Club in Pine Hill. It doesn't qualify for the tax breaks, but new development on it would qualify. Aware of the criticism, the state argues the area away from the golf club is highly distressed. They uh, didn't have the desired effect, or at least the stated effect, of helping uh, poorer people in those neighborhoods become less poor or more employed. Um, instead, it's businesses that benefit up front, um, and very, there's very little trickle-down effect at all. As long as local leaders are really at the helm of, of uh, planning for that investment, and it can be done in a way uh, that really benefits the community, this is going to be one of the most successful economic development pieces of legislation uh, in my life. SUNY Albany professor Timothy Weaver has written about the hope and promise of such zones. He says the new program could eliminate taxes on profits for the real estate industry. It doesn't really need any extra help. Um, and to think that by helping real estate industry will end up helping uh, poor uh, uh, people in, in poor neighborhoods um, is really pie in the sky. Um, ADOS and I also disagree. ADOS doesn't like me. They, they want me off the scene. Uh, they're working very hard. Uh, to get me off the scene. But one of the other reasons for that is H.R. 40 deals with the slavery, with, with the, the vestiges of enslavement. What I mean by that is not just about enslavement. It is about slavery's evil offspring, Jim Crow, lynchings, voter suppression, absolutely, the mass incarceration system, and the modern-day lynching of police violence, the police demic we're in. They would say, well, 
those people can't prove they were enslaved. Well, see, when the NYPD killed Amadou Diallo and when they sodomized Abner Louima, they didn't ask them if they were the descendants of enslaved people. So real quick, two things, right? Number one, um, if you if you worried, if you're concerned about H, if H, he's talking about H.R. 40, which is a, a House Resolution 40, which is in in the House right now. It just it went through markup. It was supposed to go to the floor for a vote on Juneteenth. Uh, Joe Biden put the put the brakes on that. That's where we are now. OK, now that's the first thing. Second thing is the fact that you can name on one hand on less than one hand. All these folks that were harmed by police that weren't descendants of slavery should tell you something, right? So we've got Abner Ab, Ab, Abner who was not killed. He was he was he was he was sodomized. He was some horrible things were done to him, but he was not killed. Both Jean in Texas, he was he was killed, right? And uh, uh, Amadou Diallo, he was killed, right? Three, three folks that these people can name off the top of their head. They may be more, I'm not saying they're not more, but the vast majority of black people that are killed by police unjustly are us. That is a red herring. That is a red herring. I wish somebody would do a study on what percentage of these killings are actually people who are not us, right? Because that is well, a red herring and it's bullshit. Go ahead, Mo, what you got? The Diallo thing happened in the nineties. That's going back 30 years for an example. Yep. Lima too. Yep. Yeah, I'm, that alone should tell you he's trying to manipulate some shit right now. This is not like the reality is, look, they they have a separate claim. Like we have to look at this thing like it's 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 a whole package. Like it's it, like because the difference between us and the difference between any immigrant is that they chose to come here. We were forced into this situation. Yep. Like and they that, have a place to go back to. That's important too. They can go if they want to. We have to live in this because this is the only home we ever had. Go ahead. I'm sorry, John. I mean, Mud. Yeah, I mean, but that's basically it. Like, look, our, we did not choose this situation. The government put all these obstacles in our way, and and it has to fix that situation for us. Now, if you chose to come here, and the government put obstacles in your way. Look, I think you 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 do have a justice claim, but it's a different justice claim than mine. And you need to go figure that out with the government. White people get gunned down by the police, too. Yes, it's not in the same numbers as us, but they still get gunned down in the street. So to use that, oh, well, the police will still kill you. So the police randomly kills white people and Latinos and other people from time to time, too. But it's not on the same level as it is with black Americans who descend from chattel slavery. No, they don't ask you, do you descend from chattel slavery? But you're most you're more likely to descend from chattel slavery if you live in certain areas. Most likely if you descend from chattel slavery, you're not gonna be living in a place where rent is like 3000 plus a month. Yeah, and, and those of us who have friends in the diaspora, they'll tell you the truth. They downplay being being black when they get pulled over. Them accents come out. <laughs> and then accents come out. And then la they play up on that last name. My last name is Ngozi. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm going to put in that video where he was like, I'm not a Negro. I, I, I came here. I came here on a plane. Not Ain't another shit. <laughs> yeah. But he went out on a stretcher. Pure African. I'm not an African American. Like like this boy said, like I'm not a nigger. I'm not a nigger. 
I came here with a flight. I didn't come to America with a ship. <laughs> so there is a difference, you know. There is a different blood flowing in our strain. So he can't he, he can say uh, this is not the toughest fight. He know. He weighed in at 201 half pounds, undefeated in his campaign in the ring with a record of 13 wins, no losses, 11 big wins coming by way of knockout, introducing the undefeated bulletproof. Brandon Glinton. Please welcome the undefeated world ranked cruiserweight contender. Introducing the Nigerian pitbull, Efetobor Apochi. Slowing down is a small thing, but it makes a big difference. This, oh, oh, action in this fight. He's out. Big hook. Apochi has been down. Let's take another look. At how it all happened. Big hook and then the right hand, and when you're being held up by the ropes, that is a knockdown. And that's when the bell rang. So Gary Mizwa jumped in there, but here it is again. There's the hook. That's why I said I am sorry. Nobody's above mistake. I made I made a mistake for the trash for the for the post fight trash talking. And I am sorry about that. And I mean, I mean my apology. But let's get back to it. They didn't ask them if they were the descendants of enslaved people. All right. So when we talk about reparations, we have to talk about the vestiges and how it impacts all people who look alike. And that's called black unity. That's called dealing. Okay, I'm gonna let him go. But I want to use my favorite example. And this example was for Tim. And for y'all Tim fans, drop this in his comments because I'm lazy. When he says that all Black people, because Black people have been affected, should get the same thing, ask this question to the next person. If my house gets set on fire and I make a claim with State Farm and then my neighbor moves in five years later, and their house gets set on fire and they have mercury, do we file together the same claim? No. We got different insurance companies, different people owe us money. And with this ethnicity thing where he says all black people are the same, no, we are not. Mexicans and Cubans are not the same people. They're both brown, they both speak as Spanish. They're not the same. Japanese people and Chinese people are both Asian. They are not the same. Mm -hmm. Mark Thompson is conflating. Mark Thompson is erasing Black American as an ethnicity. He is basically saying that the people who have been here for over 400 years, who people built this country, who have 10, 11 generations of bones in this ground, that we do not exist. That 400 years did not exist. That's what it means when you try to say that Black Americans are Africans, like my homegirl whose parents got here in the 80s. Now, my homegirl, she's 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 Black racially, but her ethnicity is Ghanaian-American. She's a Ghanaian. Mm -hmm. There's mm -hmm. a difference. Absolutely. Go ahead. I also wanted to throw in, because I forgot my train of thought earlier, when he said that most Black Americans cannot trace themselves back to slavery. I have traced six out of eight of my ancestors back to a plantation. Two of those six I have traced back to being direct descendants of the slave master.
it is not that hard. I found mm-hmm. all that information in less than a month on FamilySearch.org, which is free. And now that COVID's over, you can go to these family search centers that the Mormons have, and they'll sit down with you and help you look. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what he's saying is a lie. And on top of that, Darity has even said, if you can't trace your ancestor back to a particular plantation, if you can trace your ancestors back to the 1870 census, then you count. Because if you were here after slavery was over, most likely you had been enslaved at one point or another in this country. People are muddy in the waters. It's not that complicated. It was not that hard for me to Mm -hmm. find my ancestors and my people. It really wasn't. You want to know how deep it is? I'll tell you, white people understand. I can trace my white ancestors too. I know where they are. If I wanted to find them, I can because I know what they're related to, who they're related to. They're related to judges and shit. They all still live like in the same cities. And we carry so, their last names. <laughs> this one, I don't. But mm, yeah. I'm just saying in general, in our yeah. lines. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially for mm. the people who still live in the South. Like mm-hmm. in the South, you'll have people like town by town. They'll be the whitesmiths and the blacksmiths. Mm hmm. But yep. go ahead. That was the only thing I wanted to throw out there that was missed. You got anything, John? I'm sorry. But I just want to throw that out because he threw that out like nobody can trace it. It is very easy. If you want to trace your ancestry, go to FamilySearch.org. It's free. Mm-hmm. John, what you got? Lisi, fire, told We had disagreements <laughs> with you. <laughs> but nah, <laughs> some disagreements, Mr. Big Bummy. Mr. Thompson got Reverend. Reverend. But uh, this is the thing, though. Uh, what he was doing, like, this is basic uh, flattening of blackness, you know, what we would call flattening of blackness. And uh, my whole thing is, like, as a black American, if I, because he's a pan, he like, I think he has a pan African kind of ideology. So, I'm going to South I'm Africa. Damn proud of it, too. Yeah. So, if I'm going to I'll go to South Africa. I'll bring my black American family with me. If I did, I don't know. I might have some babies. I don't know. But if I do bring them to, to South Africa with me, and then there's a white boy, <laughs> that a white boy comes up to me and calls me a kufar. Or you know what I mean, like or, or, or basically the equivalent of a, of a, of a nigga, Kepha, like, yeah. or mm-hmm. a kepper, or something mm-hmm. like that. Is mm-hmm. it racism? Is it white? Yeah, but is it di- yeah? Because it, that word means something different to those people, the black South African South Africans that went through apartheid. So mm-hmm. if the South African government and the Dutch and whoever else was aiding and abetting apartheid, they decide to pay those people back land. Is that my land too? Because I'm black. I moved there. They called me a kefir. I moved there because I, I wanted to go to. I wanted to make my. I should get reparations from South Africa too, right? Well, wait, wait, John. Hold That's on, John. Hold on, John. If you didn't get stopped by the police, that don't count. <laughs> <laughs> you know the, but some of the thing about it is, I know for a fact they would treat me differently. They would treat me differently as an American. They'd be like, "Oh, you're not kefir. absolutely American. Come on, everybody playing games, man. He playing games, man. You know all that. You know all that gets lost in his. And this thing has a way to kind of flatten it and a way to kind of get that shit out of here because they don't want to really, and they won't give us our money and he's down with that shit. He don't want to give Negroes their money, which is a shame. That's it was just, you know, so. That's yeah, it. absolutely. Mud, you got something? Yeah, I just wanted to add on because John just said it at the end. Like he he's trying to make this shit overcomplicated so that the actual thing doesn't go through. Like that's that's what I think Mark Thompson is doing. And everybody at Encobra and Art. I agree with you, Mud, and I'm gonna play this little clip for us. I, I grant that, but the question—the question I'm still trying to iron out, and I think Mr. Farmer has for me—is this question as to whether the the compensation for discrimination 
and the lack of equality is to be another kind of discrimination or another kind of inequality. And I think you answer that in the negative when you say that in the schools that you would establish for the previously underprivileged or the underprivileged would include schools for children, not just Negroes, but Puerto Ricans and other underprivileged persons. Am I correct in that assumption? Yes, I think you're right there. We, I would not uh, limit our employment demands to Negroes. I would include Puerto Ricans and other minorities throughout our country, which have been similarly discriminated against, though not for so long a period of time as Negroes. Mr. Puerto Ricans weren't enslaved. This is a problem that stems from slavery. Now, and this compensation, yes, sir, this compensation is coming to people who were enslaved by the white man for 400 years. The Puerto Ricans don't even fit into this picture. And well, they do fit into it. No, they the, do fit into the problem it. is the Negro problem. They're not lynching uh, Puerto Ricans. If a dark-skinned Puerto Rican went down to Mississippi, he probably would be lynched too. As long as he speaks Spanish, he wouldn't no. be lynched. No, they don't. It's ask the Negro him here, and as long as he speaks Spanish or some other language, or if he ties his head up with a with a turban or something, he can go anywhere in Mississippi or in your home that he desires. You're not aware of the fact, are you, that African students have been arrested in our demonstrations in the South? When they've been they speak French. When they have been mistaken for the so-called Negro in America, they've been arrested. What I'm. Yeah, really quick, Sam. That, that's excellent. That is excellent. That's an excellent. That's an excellent point. Now, something that Dr. Darity has pushed in his book, one of the one of the elements of of reparations, not just a check. This is another element of reparations is that the federal government should set up an organization or, or a, a federal government, a federal government run organization to help people trace their lineage. Right. To help them get find their I way through this. Men. For those of y'all white people who watch Watchmen on HBO that just got canceled, the little thing where Angela went and did her blood DNA, even though we're not doing DNA because that's bullshit, well, there'll be a little office where people can go and they'll be able to have somebody research their shit for free. And hopefully they'll yep. pay black people to do the shit because we know how to do it. A lot of us do. Mm -hmm. Sorry, yeah. go ahead, MG. Forgive me. Yeah, it should, it should be a federal contract. There's nothing wrong with that. But, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, but 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 that's 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 another important point of this reparations package or comprehensive rep reparations package that we've been talking about forever. So if you read from here to equality from Dr. Sandy Darity, that is it is the most robust reparations program. The last chapter is the most robust reparations programs maybe in human history. So it's something to think about. All right, let's ride. Yeah, for sure. It's just like I said, a lot of this is disingenuous. Like Mark Thompson. He thinks people are dumb, but people are smart. We see you. And I'm definitely looking forward to people seeing this video. You sucker punching that black man in the face, too, because you out here talking about Ados is lying on you. And I don't affiliate with Ados, the organization, but I am a black American who descends from chattel slavery. And my interest is in my collective and poor white, but my collective first. <laughs> so, like, first and foremost, I'm on my people like, you know. Yeah, but that. this bullshit, that. like him, the way he's coming and he's just like, oh, they have a problem with me. No, when you sucker punched the black man in the face, you said that that was Ados and that we attacked you because you showed the video of him trying to get at you after you had sucker punched him. That My man didn't know fucker. nothing about Ados. That man didn't know nothing about Ados. He mm -hmm. got an accent. He don't even sound like he want <laughs> us, but he no, might be. But I'm just saying all. he was not affiliated and you tried to make no, he's from the continent. People, it was from he's from the continent. People, people find out he's from the continent. Yeah, yeah he's not. So, he's not us. So, yeah. So when Mark says that Ados is trying to make no, 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 you lied. Oh, 
but like when I see you on MSNBC, like you haven't seen me every time I've been on. I'm talking about. I I I even watched you on on your Facebook thing. Like when the music report came out, you was highly upset. But to us, the average black person, we don't care about Russia. That's not true. We have to care about everything. We have to dress up. No, but Russia is not the one that's killing you. Russia is not the one that's. No, Russia is. Russia is. Bad speaker. You gonna let me talk? You talk. Please. Y'all be speaking. You see how he's running? Time. He don't have nothing to say, he's gonna run. You go out time. there and you make us look like idiots, bro. I mean, we all just catch your head. I'm done, I'm done. You, you go ahead and talk. Okay, not, You're not gonna say nothing. There's no peace. Because you disrespect. Because you disrespect. You're a sellout. You're a fool. You're a disrespect. You're a fool and a sellout. You call me a fool and a sellout. And MSNBC has a whole bunch of propaganda on it because Joanne Reed has lied multiple times as well. So I don't. Like, you're not credible, period, anyway. Like, this man's supposed to be a reverend, and he want to fight somebody just because they called him a sellout in a coup. Like, could you imagine if AOC fought every white person who came up to her and told her that she wasn't shit, or Ilhan Omar out here fighting all these racists every time? Mm -hmm. they, I'm just saying, like, you're supposed to be a reverend, and you're supposed to be a TV personality, and you want to go fist the cuffs with somebody because they called him a sellout? Yeah, he lost his tail. He lost his he lost his uh serious radio show, didn't he? For over that shit. Yeah, from this shit. Yeah. yeah. That's why he was talking about they want to get rid of me. No, you canceled yourself, boo. Mm -hmm. All black people around the diaspora, whatever, from Jamaica, South Africa, whatever, wherever you wherever you at, wherever you from, nobody here don't think that you don't deserve something that's owed to you, that you ain't been through pain or something like that. But Amen. that's specific things and specific remedies for you. So if they give Jamaica their reparations, I'm not supposed to get some. That's for Jamaicans. If Haitian get it from French, I'm not supposed to get some. And if any, if this ever happens in the future, I want Mark Thompson to go over there and fight for my shit because we all black. Go get my shit from him. If not, then he need to be quiet then. Stop doing this, so yeah. That's he wants he, he wants us to pay the cost of black unity, also. And and to and to piggyback off what John is saying, we're not saying that anybody's less black than us, we're not saying anybody's not black enough, right? Nobody's saying anything like that because that'll be the spin that we've heard over and over again, right? That's this is this is a we are a specific tribe, a very specific tribe. We have a standard for this, right? And we have we are owed something from this government. That's it, that's it. All right, so it's not that hard. All right, and also this we we got no smoke for Tim. Tim did the best he could in this interview. Now, listen, right? Tim, this listen. Big I shout like out to Tim. Tim. I like Tim in this interview. You don't get to cuss people mm -hmm. out when you're interviewing them. That's that is true. not a good interview. If Tim would have went hard on the hog like how we're going right now, who would go mm -hmm. and do an interview with him? All right, anything else? Or can we rock? With all of us who are treated the way we are because of what we look like, whether we we're born here. Uh, whether we're born in the Caribbean, whether we're from anywhere else in the diaspora, I do not support black nativism. I do not support, I'm a Pan-Africanist, unapologetically. Now, everybody didn't have to agree with that, but ultimately the highest form of black nationalism. We have to stop calling reparations fight nativism, right? We have to stop it, right? Every country in the world prioritizes their citizens, right? If one country stops prioritizing their citizens, that means they're going to fail <laughs> at the end of the day. Every country prioritizes their citizens. If you're telling me as a black black person whose family has been here 400 plus years, I should not have priority who somebody who over somebody who just got here, that's a fucking problem.
All right, that's not nativism, that's logic and common sense. Until everybody else starts playing this open borders game and I can go anywhere and get treated the same, right? When we get to Star Trek, we can talk about that. But that's not how the world functions right now. All right, all right, that's all I got. It's pan-Africanism. We are the majority in the world. We are the ones that if we would just come together, we would be the mightiest fist on earth. But the goal of the enslavement institution the goal of the colonization institution was to divide people who look like you and me all over the world. So I have a question. Why can't we be like Asians? Like, and I know people hate when I, but like, why can't we be like Asians? Like Asians are Indians, Asians are Japanese, Asians are Thai. Nobody's trying to force Chinese people to be Japanese people. Nobody's trying to force Japanese people to be Filipinos. It's only black people who are being forced to be one of the 54 countries. No, it's only black Americans who are being forced to be exactly. one of the 54 countries on the continent because nobody tells Jamaicans that they have no roots and that they don't know what they're talking about and that they're African. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. And that's, why you, know, that's why you know it's a hustle. Yeah. Y'all just disrespectful. And this Mark Thompson dude is getting paid to be like this. Mm -hmm. Like he talking about ADOS people being paid. Like, listen, I don't, like I said, I'm no longer affiliated with the organization, but I worked on the ground for 18 months with different groups from all over the country. Um, I spent more money than I made. Mm -hmm. No, 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 nobody, no magic nobody gets paid to fight for reparations. Nobody nope. <laughs> Let me tell you, no magic, no magic, white, no magic white Republican was sending me checks every week or every month. Cause if they were, I definitely would have been living much better than I was. I wouldn't have been begging for charity. So mm -hmm. yeah, that's the yeah, bullshit. It's nonsense. Mm -hmm. But what you got, man? I see you off mute. Yeah. Uh, part of what, that whole thing is is that we have to pretend there was some magical time when black people were united globally and then the white man came and uh ruined all of that when actually we were fractured like every other group of people into different ethnic groups and different mm -hmm. tribes and now because uh, we went through the black power movement in America as a reaction to whiteness. A lot of us want to have this, this idea of global blackness and also this idea that we're going to build a black nation within the United States, which makes no sense because even if we are building a black nation, then you would have to look out for the people who are actually within that nation. Um, so the whole global global idea just contradicts it. But anyways, moving on. This whole thing, <laughs> this whole thing is like, like it's fairy tale stuff. Currently, we are not in any place to even be thinking like this. Mm -hmm. Now, what happens a lot of times when you talk to these people is they revert back to, well, we just need to get organized. Well, what are we getting organized around? If it's not about getting these actual resources through reparations, then I think you're wasting everyone's time. Well, from, from what I understand on Clubhouse, it's about understanding everything about history that has nothing to do with this. <laughs> if you can return, if you can regurgitate things that happened in the past, 
that means you are smart enough to talk about reparations, even though you have no clue about the data that's come forward in the last 20 years about reparations and our wealth status and so on and so forth. But if you can regurgitate non-applicable history facts, you win. Yeah, it's a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mug. Go ahead, man. I'm sorry. No, I mean, it. it is what it is. Like, I, I don't think... Um, Mark Thompson is being serious about this and I don't know. Like I, I, I don't even feel like, well, I mean, the reality is no one is really paying attention to what he's saying anyways. It, mm -hmm. It's it, all of these people are just trying to take down the rest of us and they're doing it for the Democrats to save the fucking Democrats. We all see that. Yep. And it like, it doesn't even, the truth doesn't even matter. <laughs> to to these people anymore, so I don't it know. It doesn't. You're right. Thanks, bud. I'm sorry. You done? Damn, I keep overriding on. No, nah, yeah. Go ahead. Go yeah, ahead, John. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, absolutely right, man. And the thing about it is that, like, they they don't let radical black people nowhere near the Democratic Party. I don't know. I don't know. If you, I don't know if you noticed, know but like, even if he, if, if he was a pan African radical. Like if he was a true Pan African radical, and I don't, I don't describe the Pan Africanism the ideology, but if that's what you believe, fine. As long as you support what we do, but a lot of people, I feel like a lot of them don't tend to support what we do, so that's where the rift comes in. But that's what you believe, fine. But if you was a true Pan African type radical, talking about we need to organize, we need to push, they, the Democratic Party would not, Rachel Maydow or MSNBC would not have him come on the show. How is he so radical? His main thing is talking about voting rights. Like, shit that motherfucking Dr. Kingman was fighting for 50, 60 years ago. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. you want to bring it back a re, and that's your main thing. Well, we got to do the, even though HR 40, but we got to do the voting rights thing. Because you no know why you're trying to hurt more black people in the vote for Democrats to keep this cycle going and going and going mm -hmm. and going. Without so, serving like, us, without actually without serving, serving us. us. Yeah. Yep, because then the next one is going to be, they're attacking the old voting rights, but we need the new one. And it keeps going and going, and we just get poorer and poorer and poorer, and it's old. This the game. Nah, we ain't playing that game. We're not playing this game no more, man. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, come on. All right, let's go. <laughs> so that we'll be different from each other and fighting over each other. That's why people fighting about this movie in the Heights. Where them people come from? All them people down there were indigenous or African. White man comes and divides them based on skin color. And now they fighting in this movie. Are we going to not pretend like there are not white colonizers that were part of these groups? Like, are we just going to pretend like Puerto Rico was was all black? And colorism doesn't exist. We're going to we're going we're going to play that game, too. No, not even though the colorism doesn't exist, but just the fact that we're just going to pretend like like there aren't white Latinos or like, you know what I'm saying? I'm saying? There are white Latinos who descend from mm -hmm. the fucking invaders mm -hmm. who are white, 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 white. They just mm -hmm. speak Spanish or speak fucking um, Portuguese or whatever, depending on where you roll. But they descend from white people. This is my thing. Like, um, you can't like when you say that, oh, in the Heights, there are white like there are white Latinos, there are black Latinos, there are mixed Latinos, there are indigenous Latinos. If you don't know anything about this go and check out our race slash ethnicity uh, playlist because we got videos explaining this shit. Fuck, Latinos explain this shit to you. They're fucking selves. They identify as white, black, indigenous, 
So what he's talking about don't even make no sense. I might cut that shit in where they were talking about if they were white, black, indigenous, because he shouldn't even have brought up Latinos in the Heights because what he's talking about, they don't even accept. So he's trying to force shit on Latinos that they don't accept neither. But as a Pan-African, ain't, ain't it funny? Like, shouldn't he be on the board with, shouldn't he be down with Afro-Latinos fighting for their representation? Like, because they they the black people in diaspora. Like, like, like how was he... Like he's, I don't. He play. He's playing. He's playing games, man. This is this is this is crazy. Like it's all this. He's trying to. He's playing the flat black game, the people of color coalition game, the fuck the sentence of slavery, the the erasure game. Don't give him money reparations game. All these games he playing. Yeah, mud. What you got, man? I agree, John. I mean, yeah, I I think that this idea of ignoring. The distinctions of how different countries deal with race is just the problem because they've had a distinction in Latin countries um, where you know the Afro Latinos are are the bottom caste. They they are something different, and then they have usually like uh, mixed race, like different races in between, and then they have their their white race, like which is at the top. I mean, yep. but if we're talking about America, America has a completely different view of the whole Latino thing. And when it was dealing with segregation for them, even though like they weren't segregated by law, when they went to court about the shit, they identified as white. That's that's how they argued in court to get out of segregation. They they considered themselves a subcategory of white. So like, I don't know, like, the games everyone's playing now with this shit, but if we're talking about America, well, we already have our category set up, and we, we really need to look at this Latino thing through a different lens. Yeah, and, and, that's, a, and that's the thing, you know, because especially on the left, they quickly, it's quickly, okay, you're not white, therefore you are ally. Motherfucker, you, are, you got people in your movement, at the top of your movement, who are the oppressor class in their country? Just yep. because they're not white, yep. right? India, Pakistan, Brazil, all these places, just because they're not quote unquote, straight from Europe white, phenotypically, therefore they're not, therefore they are, they are allied to the left. No, no, no. It's just not how the world <laughs> works. God damn. All right, let's ride, family. Shit! More importantly, that doesn't mean they're an ally to Black Americans who descend from American chattel slavery. Yeah, for our purposes, absolutely. That's the truth, because other groups like the Coalition Like a Motherfucker, you've seen where the Latinos and the Asians will do a fucking coalition, but it don't be no Black, Brown, and Asian coalition. I don't know what to call y'all no more. Should I call y'all light, white, or... or, 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 Wi-Fi. I don't know what the fuck to call them. Nah, you know, I've been calling them WePOC. For y'all who don't know what WePOC is, white immigrant people, whites, immigrants, people of color. All right, let's get back to this shit. Let's see what else this fool got to say. We only going to put light-skinned people in this movie. That's by design. Them people don't even realize you came from Africa. That's where you came from. You didn't come from Spain. You look the way you look. You came from Spain. You wouldn't look like what you look like. This dude is a whole idiot, man. Because colorism is, is it, colorism and racism are issues in Latin America and the Caribbean. They are. 
And to act like that that's some sort of problem with these people, it is a problem. These are problems. But this is the way the world works. He's a, he, yeah, he's a whole idiot. Let's go, man. With this from Africa stuff, like, I get it. Like, all right, we, we would say, okay, certain people might have, you know, um, DNA that shows that the greatest percentage of their lineage uh, goes back to Africa. <laughs> But they're going to be. There's also going to be percentages that go back to uh, Europe. There's going to be percentages that are indigenous to America. That's because there's a great mixing that went on. So, like at this point, I wouldn't say that people are from Africa that have that type of lineage. I would say they are from whatever Latin country they're currently in, or America, or however it all pans out, because. From my perspective, you know, the American descendants of slavery, we're from America. Boom. You know, like that's that's how it, it has to break down because my lineage doesn't all trace back to Africa. I'm gonna follow you up, Indeed. Mud, right? And I'm gonna say this, and I'm gonna keep saying this. My black ass mama, who has two black parents, what her father is black as night, her mama was a red bone, or what we call red bones, light skinned folk. My mother is 36% Irish, 36%. She black as fuck. I don't even want to do my 23andMe because I don't like my DNA, the idea of my DNA being on file. And I was pissed at her for doing hers because my shit's on file through way, by way of her through familial DNA, but fuck. Mm-hmm. But the fact that her, my black, black, black mama, my dark skin, black mama, black mother, not, not dark brown, she's black. Like not quite purple, but she's black. She is 36% white. So when you say, oh, we're all African, my friend who is Ghanaian American, if you run her DNA, she's not going to be 30% white. So we can't be the same people. It's just basic. Most Black Americans are anywhere from 10 to like 40% white. And that's with Black parents. Like, this is why we're not doing DNA. Because if we do DNA, there's so much white DNA in us, it would just fuck shit up. It's just too hard of a project to do DNA. That's why we're doing lineage. So that's why he's like, oh, well, people can trace it back. No, you can. If your people were here in 1870, then you get something. And as long as you've been identifying as Black or Black American, it's not that complicated. And another thing that hasn't been brought up, and, and, and this is something that I don't know if Tim knew, but before 1965, less than one, there was less than 1% black immigrants. So when he talks about all the accrued disadvantage, well, th- let's just say up until 1965, they weren't here, so you can't count them. So you're basically talking about accrued disadvantage for 50 years. And most African folks got here in the 80s. So that's 30 years. My Mexican neighbors got here in 1970. Why should we give Africans who got here in 1980 who chose to immigrate here shit over my Mexican neighbors who got here in 1970? They're the same. Neither one deserves part of our reparations. They're the same. um, The 80s would be the majority of the Black Caribbeans that came over. The Africans came over in like the 2000s. Get the mm. fuck out of here. Yeah. Mm. So. Damn. Damn, uh, <laughs> so, so I'm talking all this shit about them coming after the Cosby show and they like came like 
after fucking what's that shit? Uh, the Cartoon uh, Network. <laughs> no, what was the Will Smith shit? What was the Will Smith shit? Oh, Prince of So, but these motherfuckers came out the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Cause that was the yeah, night. that's that's when the majority of them came. Like, of course, oh, there's like hell no. That's oh, why Pan Africanism no. is a po- is a poison pill for reparations. No, no, no. it can't listen, stand. Listen, that makes no fucking sense. I don't know what you can call me what you want, but think about this. This is insane. So you can be in poverty for 50. There's white people who have been in poverty for multiple generations. It's not as common. It's more common for black people to be in generational poverty. But white people do happen sometimes to end up in generational poverty. So you're saying that those white people who fucking have, you know, barely have running water, who are struggling in Appalachia, who can barely, you know, people who are struggling with reading and all these other shit, the white people in fucking, what is it? Where is it in Jersey? That it's like super, super bad. Oh my God, I forgot the name of it. I'm gonna look it up later because Chris Hedges talks about it all the time. But where they have all these like white people who are like drug addicts and like have all these issues. So they don't count, but you count because you decided to immigrate here 20 years ago. Get the fuck out of here. But this is why citizenship has to count for something because that's some fucking bullshit. That's and it's also important. Holla at me. You it's can also, cuss me out for it, but it's real. Mm-hmm. And this is this goes to right. This also goes to the fact that they don't stand with us in this fight, right? The fact that you again, you can list a handful of non-slave descendants here in the United States that have fought, have fought side by side with us, or even led movements like Marcus Garvey. The fact that you can't, you can only mention five or six, and in addition to that, you can't mention any after the fucking seventies. Not a fucking one. At his time, we're talking about maybe less than thirty thousand black immigrants in the country. This we're talking about such an insignificant amount of people, and it, okay, all right. So, if we're talking about this group of people that came at the beginning of you know, the 1900s. You mean they they were here for over a century and they didn't mix with the people who are already here and you're saying that they, mm-hmm. they're the same as us? No, mm-hmm. like if they didn't mix with us, they, they, they that was on purpose. Mm-hmm. They were clearly trying to distinguish themselves from us. Mm-hmm. So, like the new black immigrants. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just saying, like, I don't understand why we would even like why this fight is even necessary to like try to include people that were probably amounting to thousands. Like, this is not even like we're not even talking about a million people that might be in these special cases of, mm-hmm. you know, black people who were uh, here before uh, 1965, but were free or by whatever means and weren't descendants of uh uh, uh, slaves in, in America on American soil. We're talking about very, very special cases that would be just a few, few amount of people. And if you can't prove that you, you, your lineage goes back to slavery, then I'm sorry. I don't see why you need, like, you need to be involved in this program. You need to be involved in the next program that comes along, which we have no beef with. Yeah. We way too reasonable. All right, Sam, let's ride. We need we, we didn't even get we didn't finish the first segment. <laughs> you came from. You didn't come from Spain. You look the way you look. You came from Spain. You wouldn't look like what you look like. All of that is by design. So we can't 
compartmentalize our struggle. It has to be holistic. So we can't fight for reparations in a compartmentalized way. We have to fight for reparations for us all. And so HR 40, again, y'all, we ain't been this close. We have 190 co-sponsors. We need 218 to pass in the house. Now, Thank you, I'm Sarah. sorry, I gotta pause real quick, but first of all, HR 40 has never gotten this far. And the only reason HR 40 got this far was because of hashtag ADOS. Hashtag ADOS berated our Congress people. I harassed, I harassed <laughs> my Congresswoman on Twitter for three weeks. Her name was Nanette Baragan. I harassed her for three weeks to the point where she finally said back on Twitter, oh, I signed it. They just hadn't updated my name to the list. Yeah, right, bitch. You got tired of me harassing you. So the reason why we, those signatures happened was because Black Americans started fighting to get that done. That mm -hmm. did not come through in COBRA. Nope. Your ass didn't galvanize that. You were mm -mm. not a part of that and you didn't participate in that. And that's mm -mm. the problem with in COBRA. I don't have a problem with the elders having an input, but the elders should come to the table with the younger folks and have a conversation. You mm -hmm. guys can't be in charge forever. People live to be in their 90s. So now you motherfuckers are going to be in charge till you die like bitch ass Nancy Pelosi. And we going to have people who are 60 years old still being treated like a fucking child. How does that mm -mm. work? It doesn't. It doesn't. And that's it. You make a, a lot of important points, Sam. Without um, the, the initially ADOS movement and now that that we're different groups, there are more different groups now. There's the assembly, the reparation is collective. NASA. Uh, the, uh, yeah. The, the, yeah, the 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 United Sons and Daughters of, of Freedmen. Uh, what else? Does the Freedmen Society? I mean, there's a bunch of organizations popping up all over the country that are also in this fight, and th and there's people in the media side like us who are trying to push this message of, rep of reparations for the descendants of slaves in this country, right? So there's, there is a lot of momentum and none of it is rooted in the Cobra and NARC. Not even a little bit. It just so happens that they help author HR 40. That's it. Anton and That's it. Coach. And Ta-Nehisi Coates yes, is not behind absolutely. the reparations push either. Stop bringing up Ta-Nehisi Coates. Ta-Nehisi mm -hmm. Coates wrote that article three years before this push. That's and like he moved saying, to then he moved to France. Yeah. Then he moved to France. <laughs> like, listen, this, this, what is going on right now is organically coming from Black Americans that descend from chattel slavery because they are fed up and they are tired. Mm -hmm. That's what's going on right now. And you we're in dire straits. You can sit here and give credit to whoever you want, but people are tired, they're frustrated, and they're angry. Mark uh, Mark Thompson is what we call a gatekeeper. He is a person mm -hmm. that white people put in front of you to tell you what they want you to think black people are feeling. The problem is right now that black people have a voice. Like for those of you who are listening to me on YouTube, this is a problem. Because now you can hear what regular, everyday, ordinary Black people have to say instead of a Joy Reid who is not a Black American who descends from chattel slavery, even though she continuously pretends to be one and speaks for us as if she's part of our community, which is a problem. So this is where we're at. Gatekeepers are getting pushed the fuck out and that's why they're getting frustrated. So when he says that ADOS wants him out, no, you are put in place by power and it's getting to the point where the people are about to start choosing who they want to listen to and who they want to lead them 
And when the people choose the tokens, y'all get thrown away. It just is what it is. I'm done. I'm gonna stop talking for a while. No, you good, Sam. Mub Scott. Yeah, I, I totally agree with Sam. These people had 30 years to apply political pressure to do mm. what he did. I mean, and honestly, the people at Eidos are the people that have been a part of the movement are just regular people. Even the leadership, these aren't people that were like had a machine behind them. They they mm-hmm. built their shit organically, yep. which is why a lot of people are afraid of them, because you can't just pull the plug on that. You yep. know, and they don't and, owe anybody shit. Yep. Yeah. And even as, you know, the the movement has kind of like fractured and going in different spaces, like the basically people are on the same mission. It's not stopping. And all mm-hmm. these groups are getting bigger, like day by day. So that, like what's happening now is uh, like Sam said, you got these people who are just trying to hold on to their positions forever. And mm-hmm. they're not doing it because they believe they have the best way of getting this shit done. Nah, they're just trying to protect their access to power. And that's it. And them checks. Yeah. John, what biscuits, you got? Protecting them biscuits. Yeah, he's definitely trying. He's definitely trying to get, you know what I mean? Keep the butter biscuits flowing and keep them the warm butter biscuits flowing in. But I, I I think that this is a reminiscence this is a reminiscence of our old kind of power struggle of what my mom and them was going through I guess like in the sixties and seventies because you come out the civil rights movement and then they're trying to establish a black identity you know what I mean they they, they coming out they they tired and so they coming out of this movement and then they get into the affirmative action seventies to eighties Negroes start getting jobs and start getting comfortable and start getting tokenism placements but. It's, it's, but he's not, he didn't evolve though. See that, like, real shit, like you see in the Civil Rights Struggle, it evolved from Cali House. And it's, a, it's a timeline of how it evolved and got to MLK. And if any Booker T. Washington, WED, the Bush, it was a it was a zoop. And then all of a sudden, it, it really climbed, and then it just declined. And now, like, people like us is bringing it back up on the roller coaster. And he is so confused now because he's so used to being the the, the radical safe Negro. That's what I call it. They radical safe Negro. They, he come mm. out with a dashiki on and, you know what I mean? Black Going West. Up. <laughs> hey. Hey, yo, whoa, 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 whoa. I call for that, man. Nah, but you know why I call it radical oh, safe but, hey, Negro. Hey, I'll talk bad trash, yeah. but if Cornell West want to have a drink, we can go have a drink. Let's go. <laughs> I drink with a good doctor. I, I, I want to listen to him talk to my sister and say all the bullshit, but but what have you done for me lately? What has he really done for uh, Black Americans as in movements for us? He said some well, nice yeah. words, but Sister Soldier got his ass together on Phil Donahue in the 90s. And everything she said still holds true to this day. And if we are not honest enough to say who are our friends, who are our enemies, to know what a friend is, to know what an enemy is, we will constantly be trying to get into people's parties to shake our butts with them, to get them to like us. And that's not the question. The question is, what can we build amongst ourselves to secure ourselves from our enemies so that we will be able to survive into the future? But I love you, my brother. And the good thing is I can say this and he would still fuck with us because he's will take his lickings and still be about the people. So yeah. it's not all bad. Sorry, go ahead, John. I'm sorry. Yeah, but like that, that's what I'm saying. So I think that, yeah, that, I think there's an architect of the, uh, these type of these type of black leaders, the safe radical Negro, 
come you wear a dashiki, you put your little hat on or whatever the fuck it is, and come around and you get to chill with the liberals. Like, this is what black people need. We need to get more black people in office. And then they, they just use you as an arm to kind of corral black voters and stuff like that. So I just think that he's, a, Mark Thompson is kind of in the same kind of vein and this is what he's doing and shit. So it's kind of sad to see, but you know, we deal with this bullshit all the time. So, you know, he, he, he's dead wrong. And, we, and he's right. We don't, I, we don't fuck with him. We don't, we don't fuck with this shit at all. So that's what I got. It'll be like every other bill. It go to the Senate where things go to die because a mansion sent him in the filibuster. We'll deal with them. But it's also like D.C. statehood. So you asked a specific question. What do we do? Sorry, I just want to drop this real quick when he starts talking about Joe Manchin and the other bitch. Why elect Democrats if they can't get nothing done? And if Democrats who are in Republican districts are a problem, then why are they considered Democrats? Why do they even get to run as Democrats? Why do y'all allow these fuckers to get away with this shit? That's it. I'm going to keep playing unless y'all got something to say. But I just want to you know, throw I, that out. Go ahead. I, I, I hate like they act like they have no like power in this situation. It's just like Obama. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, if you want to negotiate some shit with Joe Manchin, if you really wanted to get some shit done, you can negotiate with that motherfucker and give him something for his district that he can he can get elected for the rest of his lifetime based off of that shit. The reality, mm -hmm. y'all don't have the political will. And honestly, Biden can do H.R. 40 by executive order. Exactly. It is, it is just the study, but y'all don't want to put that that type of pressure on Biden to do that. Or let's go further. Biden could just give us a fucking economic empowerment act while he waits for Congress to drag their feet on HR 40. That he get he they've been giving them to the API community since Bill Clinton. Look it up. They yep. get economic empowerment acts and Trump gave the Latinos something similar to that. So everybody gets goodies and handouts except for black Americans and the poor whites. But we get all get, but the black Americans get told to pull themselves up by their bootstraps by first generation immigrants like Anna Kasparian, who tells little black kids that they need to learn how to speak Spanish on their app so they can get a job at McDonald's. You just talked about people speaking Spanish and how they're how they're how parents don't want to hear that because they're concerned that their kids might want to end up working at McDonald's. You're assuming no, 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 that no, people no, no. are you coming into this country. No, you weren't listening. Yeah. No, there was, there was a testimony before Congress from L.A. communities where black witnesses were going in saying, my kid applied to the local McDonald's, they wouldn't hire him because he didn't speak Spanish. It is mostly <laughs> well, black communities that are yeah. being overwhelmed with illegal immigrants and to be mocking them and saying they're afraid of Spanish people, I think is very dismissive and insulting. Well, here's what happens in this free... Hold on. Here's... You like the free market, right? You love the free market. I love the free market as well, as long as you don't have... Let me finish my point. Keep going. Keep going. Okay. Um, in a free market, uh, of course, there will be competition for certain jobs, right? And so the most skilled worker is likely to get that position. Being bilingual is a skill. You're able to communicate. And, and I get it. If you're not bilingual, it makes you uncomfortable. You're not as competitive. But guess what? You know, we live in a country where you have all the resources at your fingertips. You can learn a language for free online. And so, 
enough with this victimhood, because I feel like there's a lot of victimhood coming from you right now, right? If you want to compete for these jobs, go out there and learn. Pick yourself up by the bootstraps. Learn a new language. There's nothing wrong with knowledge. But go ahead, y'all. What else <laughs> I got to say? <laughs> <laughs> She, she is a first-generation white immigrant, and she tells black people that they should pull themselves up by their bootstrap. Uh, because I think you have to make a distinction between the people who are genuinely and absolutely committed in the white community on the question of, of racial equality. And I must confess that I think they are a very small minority. I think the vast majority of white Americans uh, will go but so far. It's a kind of installment plan for equality. And uh, they are always looking for an excuse uh, to go but so far. Why are they looking for the excuse? What is it about the Negro? I mean, every other group that came as an immigrant somehow, not easily, but somehow got around it. Is it just the fact that Negroes are black? That's a part of it. And growing, that grows out of something else. You can't thingify anything without depersonalizing that something. If you use something as a means to an end, at that moment you make it a thing and you depersonalize it. The fact is that the Negro was a slave in this country for 244 years. That act, uh, that was... Uh, a willful thing that was done. The Negro was brought here in chains, treated in very inhuman fashion. And this led to the thingification of the Negro. So he was not looked upon as a person. He was not looked upon as a human being with the same uh, status and worth as other human beings. And the other thing is that human beings cannot continue to do wrong without eventually uh, rationalizing that wrong. So slavery was justified morally, biologically, uh, theoretically, scientifically, everything else. And it seems to me that white America must see that no other ethnic group has been a slave on American soil. Uh, that is one thing that other immigrant groups haven't had to face. The other thing is that the color became a stigma. American society made the Negroes' color a stigma. And uh, that can never be uh, overlooked. So I think these things are absolutely necessary. The other thing is that America freed the slaves in 19, I mean 1863 through the Emancipation Proclamation of Abraham Lincoln, but gave the slaves no land or nothing in reality, and as a matter of fact, to, to get started on. At the same time, America was giving away millions of acres of land in the West and the Midwest, which meant that there was a willingness to give the white peasants from Europe an economic base. And yet it refused to give its black peasants from Africa who came here involuntarily in chains and had worked free for 244 years any kind of economic base. And so emancipation for the Negro was really freedom to hunger. It was freedom uh, to the winds and rains of heaven. It was freedom without food to eat or land to cultivate, and therefore it was freedom and famine at the same time. And when white Americans tell the Negro to lift himself by his own bootstraps, they don't, oh, they don't look over 
the legacy of slavery and segregation, I believe we ought to do all we can and seek to lift ourselves by our own bootstraps. But uh, it's a cruel jest to say to a bootless man that he ought to lift himself by his own bootstraps. And many Negroes, by the thousands and millions, have been left bootless as a result of all of these years of oppression and as a result of a society that deliberately made his color a stigma and something worthless and degrading. Oh my God, okay. Are we ready? Ready. Cool. People need to educate themselves on D.C. State or the D.C. State, D.C. becomes 51st state. It will be named after Frederick Douglass, the Douglass Commonwealth, but you have two senators from the Douglass Commonwealth, most likely Democratic and very likely Black. There's two more people in there to kill that filibuster. Mm. So people say, well, D.C. statehood doesn't affect me. Yes, it does. And it's also the oldest form of voters. You sure? Because, like, I mean, like, is, is that good? You know about the CDC? Have you heard about this, like, this, what the CDC does? Like, are, like, what type of Democrats? Are you sure? Like are, like, are you sure? And you see how he tried to, he's not saying what kind of Democrats they'll be. He's just saying that. It's going to be called the Douglas Commonwealth. See that? He's trying to tap into black people's soul. It's called, called the Frederick Douglas Commonwealth. And it's going to be two Democrats that's most likely going to be black. He didn't say nothing about their politics. Didn't say nothing about what they stand for. And they could kill the filibuster. What does that mean, though? Like, what exactly does that mean? That's like the Tulsa real estate fund. But it, it was coming out of a dude in Georgia. But exactly. since you He's said like, Tulsa, you pulled on my heartstrings. You got anything <laughs> Because John over here dropping bombs and shit. You got anything, Matt? Um, I mean, this whole tactic is a diversion. I hate like this, this, this thing where, okay, I hear you guys want to do reparations, but first we need to expand our political capital to do this other big political project. <laughs> yeah. And then once we get that, then maybe that will help us do the reparations thing. Like, well, nah, motherfucker. Dealer, which is the paper of note there in Cleveland, Ohio. I'm what sorry. Sorry, oh. my phone. Go ahead. My bad. Oh, yeah. So everybody wants to send us on these like these uh these crash test dummy missions like down to some other political lane that's like far away from where the fuck we're trying to go. And I don't know, like, all right, like John said, okay, even if we do do this, what is the guarantee that this is actually going to lead us to where the fuck we're trying to like what we're trying to do? Mud, is it just me? And I guess this might be a little off, but our audience should enjoy this. Is it just me or is it like our black leaders, especially our elders, have no like analytical slash critical thinking sometimes? Because like for you and me, Mud, right? Like you and I are kind of historians. We may have different specialties of where we kind of have like a lot of our history. And I feel like we have a lot of places that we overlap as well. But you and I have seen the patterns of what have happened, what has happened in past movements. Like we see where we've done things, where we fought for everybody. Martin Luther King, he was fighting for black people. But the reason why he included poor whites is because he realized that white people were not moral and that the only way he was going to be able to really do something for his people is if he dragged the poor white people with him, because that's the only way he could get enough people to do what he needed to do. It wasn't a he loved everybody. He wanted everybody to be the same. Like, no, he wanted resources for black people and he had to reach out to the next group for that to happen. It was called coalition building. 
he was a great coalition builder. That was the thing. The same way he made coalition, like he was reaching out to um, Cesar Chavez and everything. Like he was good at coalition building. That's what coalition building is. Just because a person picks up another group to be part of their shit doesn't mean that they want to over encompass and make them the whole thing. Like he was still about reparations. He was still about job. He was uh, still for a federal jobs guarantee. Like he was for shit that was going to actually economically improve his people. Go ahead, Mike. Well, I think with the whole thing about the analytical skills, I have questioned this myself and what I, I think it might be or what I'm hoping that it might be is that um, since like, like Malcolm and Martin were assassinated and shit got crazy in the fucking um, 60s and 70s, I think that the people who got in position got so used to like these white people aren't going to give us shit. So we got to work around and do some backwards thinking to try to make things like compute. And they're so used to like giving those type of explanations to people that they can't get out of that mold anymore. So when they like, so when they talk to us, the next generation, and they're giving us this like um, Da Vinci Code type politics where we got to go, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We got to go all the way out the way to try to make some shit work. We're thinking like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I don't know. I think they think that something is wrong with us. Like we can't see their vision, but are they like they think? That yeah, but we don't read that fucking green screen on the Matrix. Yeah. Or they, <laughs> they, think that, they think that this shit used to work and they don't and understand never did. why it's not working anymore. Like you can you you. You were able to convince black people in the past that you have to go all the way around the world to try to make that was some before we got the data, data, right? I think yeah, that, I, I mean, think like all of right. this made sense to us before the data. But before I got Sandy Darity's data, I was looking around and I realized something was wrong. I realized people were broke. So I used to be a model. Y'all can try to at some point somebody will dox me. So I used to be a model. And when I decided to stop modeling and when I decided like become a civilian and like kind of go back to dating regular people, whatnot, whatever, part of the reason that was, is I was looking at all these black celebrities who I was around, who I was dating from actors to athletes. And then I started counting their money and I realized they just had regular white people money, especially. And I was like, do I really want to put up with your shit when you really don't have that much money, more money than regular white people? No, no. Some of them had, some of them had some good money, but a lot of them had like dentist money or, you know, second generation dentist money you know where their daddy was a dentist too like come on so no like it's just not but 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 i think i think um i want to go further with what you said mud i think it's actually what irony said everybody saw all these uh saw mlk they saw um they saw Malcolm X, they saw Megar Evers, they saw JFK, they saw Robert Kennedy. They saw all these people catch a bullet and they was like, nope, I don't want to die for my shit. And what I say to that is y'all pussy. Because when I decided to do this reparations thing, I realized I could take the bullet and I was okay with that. So I understand that, you know, not everybody is okay with that, but if you're not willing to die for your, if you're not willing to die for what you believe in, you shouldn't be at the front of any movement because you don't have the heart to lead it. No, I mean, I just, I just think that I, I, I don't know, like for far too long, um, 
our politics have been about like uh, appeasing uh, white people or trying to avoid as much of a black backlash as possible. And I mean, like you said, once we get once we got Darity's like economic information and realize we're fucked it anyways, like all that shit went out the window. It doesn't like why the fuck do I care if I'm not gonna have anything, if my children aren't gonna have anything anyways. Like we're talking about the median wealth of of black black families going to zero within my lifetime. So I mean, I have nothing to lose. So you can't scare me with these boogeymen. I don't have to, I'm not going to jump through a million hoops to try to appease white people anymore. I'm just going to be direct about what the fuck the situation is. And whatever comes, comes. It's up to y'all to do the research though. Because all this shit has been out about Mark Thompson. Like when he was lying on, you know, on, you know, organic black activists and he was out here punching activists in the face and all that other shit, trying to blame it on other people, trying to act like he was attacked, but he was the aggressor. Like y'all got to watch this propaganda because there's a lot of lies going on and y'all got to go through and discern this shit. And that's why even with the stuff that we talk about, that's why a lot of times I pull up charts. That's why mud be talking about certain stuff. we be telling you a lot of times where you can go and find the shit. Research us too. Make sure we're not lying. That's right. the smartest thing to do. Don't trust anything that you hear blindly. Like we don't lie. And if we fuck up, we gonna make sure we gonna correct it. But it's up to you to actually do the research to prove to make sure that, oh yeah, you know what Khaleesi say, what the Khaleesi say is real. Not, you know, make sure I'm just not blowing smoke up your ass. I'm not above reproach. And if you ever hear me, John or Mud start switching up, being on the democratic straight line and we start acting suspect, you better call us the fuck out too. Cause that means we sold you out. No permanent friends, no permanent enemies. You got to watch everybody, including us. All right, we ready? <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just keeping it a buck because you think about all the people who you really like, the next thing you know, they go left. And you know, with black people, all you got to do is treat them good for a year and then you can treat them like shit for 10. All right, I'm going to play smartest. You got anything, Mud? What are you going to say? No, nah, I'm saying, damn, that was crazy because it's so real what you just said. It's true. You just treat us good for like a good year, maybe two years. And then after that, you can like beat us. You can do whatever you want for like the next 10 years because we're going to stay focused on those good years. And we're going to focus on that you're going to get back to the good years. Shout out to LBJ. Oh, this form of voter suppression because D.C., because it's black, because his mayor was Marin Barry. Um, D.C. is the only capital in the world that does not have representation in this national legislature. So all of these things have to work together for good. We got to get HR 40 passed. We got to get DC statehood passed. If we can get these things done, especially DC statehood in terms of numbers, we can have enough votes to get anything out of the Senate and, and not allow mansion and cinema to prevent us from getting it out. But in terms of reparations, you know, that's where I am. Uh, uh, um, ADOS, as a movement, as I said, wants me off the scene. That's been made very clear and stated. But let me just say this. You cannot lead a movement or participate in a movement toward true repair if you're trying to also harm your own sisters and brothers. Mm. 
So there's not been division in the reparations movement up until this time now with people making the argument, we want to make sure reparations doesn't affect anybody but African-Americans. And then only African-Americans who can prove that they are an actual descendant of an enslaved ancestor. Y'all were right. I know, because I watched the video. <laughs> I knew it was coming. I knew, I knew. But, Ooh, I told you. But I, I want to jump out here. For the Czech portion of reparations, we want it to only go to Black Americans who descend from chattel slavery. The same way that the Czech for Japanese reparations did not go to Chinese people. It didn't go to, it didn't go to Indian Americans neither, and they're Asians as well. Reparations for the Japanese didn't go to Asians. It went to those that specific group. What Mark is talking about is just it's making a it's fucking up our claim. White people don't want to pay Black Americans who are descendants of chattel slavery. You think white Americans are going to allow us to pay people who got here twenty years ago? I'm just saying. Yeah. And there so. was particular tribes that received reparations with the natives. It was the families of those Italians that were lynched that received their reparations. And Mud, please say the, the 1946 Indian Claims Commission again. I want you to say it as much as you fucking possibly can. Google that <laughs> shit. Google, please Google. Go ahead, Mud. Yeah, but I, I mean, you just said it. But I mean, also <laughs> those slave owners in D.C. that received reparations, that didn't go to all white people that just happened to be in D.C. You know, this is not how, that's, how the shit works. That's it. That they are an actual descendant of an enslaved ancestor. How many of us are going to be able to prove that? Most of us won't. But there needs to be, a, it, it can't just be for those individuals. That can be a part of it. I wouldn't even disagree with that. But it also must include an overall piece where there is long-term investment in our own community mm -hmm. and an opportunity for us to invest in ourselves. Yeah, he tried to make the the alternative to like direct payments to the descendants of American chattel slavery be that if we don't include um, black immigrants, then we aren't actually investing in our communities. Now, when, when he's saying communities, well, I think what he's saying is what no people normally think when black people say it, because we, we mean something completely different. We mean black people of the community. Mm -hmm. So if you put money in our hands individually, we will be able to invest. This argument is ridiculous. Like he's, he's making it so it's contingent on them actually receiving money for us to actually succeed. That's it. Y'all got anything before I go? Well, I agree with the investment portion of it. I mean, as you stated, a, a middle class uh, white America that's middle class didn't just happen. That happened because deliberate actions made by the government to create this, imagine this idea of people. Because before then, it was just poor whites, rich whites. That was it. Um, I'm not opposed to the idea of other folks um, being compensated for uh, being enslaved or, or co colonialism, broader term. But I'm trying to understand how America is going to pay. Why would, why would America... If we're talking about compensation from America, reparations from America, why would America be on the hook to provide payment for black people that are enslaved in other countries? I, I don't understand how that's supposed to work. And wouldn't that, wouldn't that not dilute um, the reparations for Americans or, or black Americans in this country by including 
brothers and sisters or black people from other areas who 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 end up in America making this claim of their own volition. Like the whole to me, the whole basis of reparations is people were taken from their land, kidnapped or sold into slavery here. We're talking about people that traveled here from after post slavery. Yeah. How are they yeah. part of that? But what I'm saying is slavery on its own is not just the thing. There are vestiges of slavery. So the way in which people with black skin are discriminated against today, it flows from slavery. Gotcha. So it wouldn't, and it wouldn't even be so much, again, that's why the check piece gets complicated. You know, um, if you listen to what I'm saying, Mm -hmm. I'm less about the check than I am about the the overall repair. Reparations is not just about money. There's a whole restorative justice process. It is about true healing and repair of our community. So again, that includes investment. That includes a whole lot of other things. Mm-hmm. Now, if somebody were to say, well, we only gonna give an actual physical check to a certain group of people, that may be the case. But you can't negate that people who come to this country wherever they come from, who look like you and me, have been killed, have been lynched, have been discriminated against. Again, we already played that video with Malcolm X. I'll probably insert it again in here because this video is going to be long as fuck anyways. So, um, yeah, but the same thing goes for Latinos. The same thing goes for, you know, all other people of color. People of color are discriminated against. And Mud fucking blew my mind and shit. Because I was talking about you motherfuckers got here after the 60s. But from what Mud said, the Caribbean, most of the Caribbean people got here in the 80s. And after that, most of the Africans got here in the 90s. So y'all basically came here when shit was good and you want reparations. Fuck you. Go ahead, Mud. Yeah, did you hear how he described it, though? He said these are the vestiges of slavery, and these things are a direct result of slavery. Like, that's how he was kind of describing these things. Well, okay, if that's the case, then this needs to be directed at the descendants of fucking slaves. Like, <laughs> like this is, this is it's all because of what happened to us uh, through slave, because of slavery, then the focus of this this thing is is for us. This is not for anyone else. Like, I mean, I'm sorry. Like, even I, I play the the Martin Luther King clip all the time, where he talks about like why we are treated differently than immigrants. It's not just because our skin is black, but because we are the descendants of slaves. They had to other us. They had to make us a thing to justify what they were doing to us. That's where all this shit comes from. And if if you're not a part of that, then you're not a part of this justice claim. Yeah, no, just with the whole thing, the vestiges of slavery, to the this is the AOC shit. Like where you just start lumping everybody in. But what Mark Thompson is doing, and I don't know if he's not smart enough to understand What Mark Thompson is doing is opening it up to pigeonhole in Latinos, Asians, and everybody else. Because a lot of these people got here in the 80s and 90s. The 80s, towards the end of the 80s, early 90s, is when affirmative action dried up. So a lot of these people literally came when affirmative action was popping and built themselves up off of shit that should have just been and built themselves up off of shit that just should have been for Black Americans who descend from chattel slavery. So, 
This hey, is the I, thing. Go ahead, Matt, please. Yeah, I wanted to jump in because I, I, I didn't really get into it earlier when he was talking about the Diallo situation and all these other situations where like black immigrants were like assaulted by the police or murdered by the police. Um, those, those families receive settlements. It's not like this is the, we're talking about the 50s and the 60s where you, you, your people got lynched and then everybody just got away with it and there was nothing done and you just had to fucking eat that and move on with your life. If they're talking about the time period in the 80s, 90s, 2000s, like there, there are repercussions for coming after us like this. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, this is a just world and this is the, the situation where we want, where we get murdered and then, you know, we get a bag. That's not, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not trying to use that as like some justification for, for what happened. What I'm saying, though, is that if we're looking for some form of repair, then we're doing it for people who haven't been repaired or there was no attempt to try to repair the situation. And, uh, yeah, I, and yo, I agree with you. I definitely agree with you, Mud. And I caught my thought. It's the way it's the way that he was saying check. Like, it's a physical check. He's trying to make it seem like the money don't mean, you know what I mean? Like, he's trying to make it seem like that, that we don't need massive amount of, of capital now directly to us like you know what i mean it's like he's trying to make he's just trying to squabble it down it's a physical check and it's it's more as investment is the, has he yeah, has he ever seen anybody's black agenda has he ever has, has he read from here to from here to equality and understands that a big part of the reparations and that all the reparations plans that i heard is also a public apology it's also kind of the deconfederization of our institutions and everything like that. Mm -hmm. It's also a whole black agenda that includes many programs that include all other black immigrants mm -hmm. and other programs specifically for us to keep that quote unquote check in the community. You know what I mean? Just like it's a check and it's a way to turn off listeners and it's a way to try to make it seem like all we be just in this for money and it's fucked up, man. It's supposed to be old. It's be old this like you know what I'm saying like. You know what I mean? Like, real shit, like, like that's what people, like, this is old to us. Like, it's not just like a, it's a physical check. It's more than just a physical check. Get out of here with this bullshit. Come on, Big Bird. You can do better than this shit. Shit is hard. Well, let, and I'm going to say my favorite line that I'm going to keep on saying, if physical checks, money in the bank don't matter, why did the government send out multiple stimulus checks and why were people fighting and crying in the streets and crying on Twitter about needing survival checks? If money doesn't fix problems, why did Americans want money during the coronavirus? If money doesn't fix problems, why did all of these European countries send cash to their citizens so they would stay home during the coronavirus if money doesn't mean anything? Go ahead, Mud. Yeah, and I don't know if anyone else was like paying close attention because I was waiting to hear what exactly these investments were, since that's going to be the alternative. He didn't say anything about. Housing. Never heard it. He never said anything about anything that that like is tangible. So I'm sorry. Like I'm going to rock with the fucking cash. Like, look, I know that we're not saying it's just the fucking check, but the reality is, is that. I want to have like the the ability to choose my own path with this shit. This is my inheritance. 
Like, I want to be able to invest it however the fuck I want to invest it. I don't want someone telling me that it has to be this or that. Even if I if I decide I want to blow my money, that is my decision. Like, like part of this thing is like, part of this thing is that we want liberation and like economic liberation in a certain type of way to yeah. be able to, to, to choose our destiny in this fucking country. We have been stuck in a situation where everybody else got to, 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 to call the shots for us. We're trying to change that. I agree. I agree. And again, if I get reparations, it's none of your business how I spend my money. The same way you don't go and police rich white people who get inheritance from their parents until you start policing how rich white people and rich people in general who give inheritance to their children until you start policing how they spend. I don't want to hear shit. If I want to spend all of my reparations money on cocaine and male prostitutes, that's between me and my God. That's none of your business. But they, but they, his whole idea of reparations is like let's let's put this into the breakfast program and let's do a jobs training program. Like it's not reparations for the citizens of slavery without money. You have to give us our money. It has yeah. to be other things with it, but it has to be money. If there's no money involved, there's no no start to the repair involved. We're not interested in that shit. Give us our money. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not just money, but it's not reparations without the money. Because they took the money from us. Period. Everybody want to play games out like they don't know what it's about. But he was he was he the type of motherfucker. He went in Cobra to have the money so they can book, they could build some parks or something like that and do whatever the fuck else they want. No, he went in Cobra to have the money so they can build them that no, so they can be a limb that shit. So a billion dollars can just poof and nobody knows what happened to it. They gonna free they gonna freedman bank the fuck out this shit. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Where the where them White people ran off with all the Negro money. Ooh, and, the, and the crazy part, I think that a lot of that money, if they did it the way they want to, they'll start funding our reparations money into the Democratic Party. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, they'll try to flow that shit back to them. Like, that's yeah. how foul these motherfuckers is, man. This shit is fucking crazy. Like. Nah, you got to give us our bread. My mom need a bread too, man. My bad, my bad. I mean, we also got to deal with the reality that no other form of reparations that the American government has paid out has been something other than a plan that included fucking money. <laughs> like, like, it wasn't no just like, we, we are going to invest in your infrastructure. That might have been part of it. That might have been like, okay, you get these programs where you get like... Uh, tax breaks and whatever and like included in it but like everybody else got some form of payment and you're not gonna wait till this dies out because we just gonna keep passing on to each of our generations that we're owed money and these fuckers think they're gonna keep kicking the can down the road keep kicking that can down the road we won't be talking about quadrillions we'll be talking about quintrillions i'm with it <laughs> like i said i love i love you sandy darity but that little two to three hundred, three hundred some thousand enough. To be honest, I like the quadrillions better. I really think Negroes need a half. I think we need five hundred thousand to a million each. And I know that sounds spectacular, and that's not what the mainstream is fighting for. But y'all niggas need to pay what the fuck you owe. And being that the average, you know, being like if you're like an upper white person, y'all got like six hundred thousand. Yeah, that would put us up there with like that would put us in the top one percentile. Yeah, I'm with it. 
have been killed, have been lynched, have been discriminated against because of this country's roots in enslavement. So what do you do? You just say, we just going to hook up those who were enslaved and ignore all those who are still suffering because of what was really begun under slavery. But, but <laughs> I don't know where to go. Like, like often, now Mrs. Black, my wife, I've been with her 30 years, almost 30 years. We're coming up on our 30-year anniversary. And often when these things kick off, man, she look me in the eyes, Rev, and she's like, where can we go? Where can we go? We don't know where to go. We don't have any place to go to. That's a difference that cannot be denied. That that uh th- those other folks who come here, and I'm not I'm not negating that you're right. When the cop pull you over, you look black, you black. And I don't care where you're from and how long you've been here. But that's to me is still different. I I think we're gonna have to agree to disagree. But you have articulated it in a way that does have me thinking about the fact that I, I I do see reparations as more than just slavery. I do see it as segregation, Jim Crow, um, mass incarceration, the whole lot. I do see all of that. But still, my my the part that's got me hung and 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 I, I can't move from this is they they can <laughs> they have a home. Like I, same thing with my Asian brothers and sisters. Aside from the Native Americans, these folks all preach them. That's it. That's the same thing my Ghanaian American first gen homegirl says. If shit pop off, she can bounce. My Mexican homegirl, the one who's first generation, who's, whose mother came here illegally and had her, they got a fucking house in Mexico. If shit pop off, she'd be like, well, you can come with us to Mexico. Yep, I'm running with them to Mexico and hope I don't get deported. Like, for real, like this, Tim, fire, fire, my brother. He was on point. He was on point. I ain't even mad. I ain't mad. Because, because, because Mark Thompson been saying some bullshit. And Tim, let me tell you, I got to give it to you. Because, like I said, Tim is just like the calmest, like coolest black man. I'm that nigga. I can't do it. I can't do it. Like, when Karen Bass was like, reparations isn't my issue which karen bass was the head of the cbc before was it Beatty took over or whatever she was the head of the cbc and when we were talking a bunch of black americans who descend from chattel slavery we're talking about reparations and a black agenda and she told us that reparations is not her issue and it wouldn't be her issue until we made it her issue and that we needed to import more black african or we need to import more africans because our birth rates are low so instead of like helping black Americans make more money, get out of jail, do things that actually help birth rates, she just wanted to import more people who don't integrate with the native black population. So basically she just wanted to replace us so she could make us look better. That's what we get for representation. And this bitch still has her seat. Okay, yo, so we keep going. Yeah, Go I was thinking about this. So Mark Thompson, his his argument is essentially, well, how can you consider this uh, reparations program if you're just focusing on slavery and you're not including um, the things that happened after slavery? Which we or, are. Which is, look, the, the argument is that all of it is included. But then mm-hmm. how do we then say we're going to do a reparations plan for something that doesn't include slavery? Mm-hmm. The same argument doesn't work. It has to be everything or like if we are going to focus on one thing, I mean, slavery is the biggest deal of them all. Yeah, because that's where the original disadvantage starts from. Yeah. And it's the biggest price tag on all of it. 
you know, from what the figures I've seen. Yeah, that's the biggest price tag for sure. <laughs> they have a home. Like, same thing with my Asian brothers and sisters. Uh, aside from the Native Americans, these folks, all other folks have a place they can go back to if they wanted to. And they came here under the, under choice. Well, I, I would disagree with that to the point where some of these people who leave other countries are forced to come here because mm. of Americans, America's foreign policy in those countries. That's a fact, too. That is a fact. People who come here are often, who are often fleeing. Not to mention, brother, think about this. So it, based on that argument, would you have sent? Yeah, so you need to go to the U.N., that's 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 how that that is handled. Um, also, um, if I think he's probably going to go into the like the refugee thing. America is not the only country for people to to go to as refugees. Um, and even then, when you do come here as a refugee, there are programs set up for you to get established in America, which is, I think, the least that should happen for, you know, uh, uh new American citizens. But as far as like reparations, that's that's something that your country is gonna to have to figure out internationally. And most likely whatever program is established is going to be established in your home country. It's not going to be established here. Real talk, and we say that all the time. And I think Tim actually said that. So let's play a little bit more of this. Marcus Garvey, Malcolm X and Shirley Chisholm back home. Malcolm X is ADOS. He is an American descendant yes. of slavery. He is a freedman. He did sins from chattel slavery, whatever you want to call it. A native black American, a foundational black American, whatever the new term will be, whatever the old term will be. He is a Negro. He is a colored person. He is all of things above because all you have to do is have one ancestor who was a slave to be ADOS. So that is, you don't have to be pure blood. And, and to keep it real, when Malcolm X was talking about the so-called Negro, he wasn't even talking about Grenada. You know what I mean? Like, his Grenadian side. That's his Caribbean side, his mother from Grenada. Like, you know what I mean? Like, when he, when he talked about the so-called Negro, you know exactly who he was talking about. He, in numerous interviews, he told you what he was talking about. The people that was here, the people who was enslaved in America. So was he saying that we should, like, are we saying, like, is he trying to characterize the other position as we're going to kick these people out of America? Yes. I have no interest in any people who have gotten their citizenship or who have done what they needed to do to come here being kicked out of the country. I mean, it's not even that deep because everybody he has named has passed away already. Mm -hmm. So who are we deporting? What the fuck is he even talking about? We're deporting. We're deporting Lovey and Cynthia Revo and and Ancho. Yeah, but like, why are you using like this is the thing, right? So they always do this where they they pull these like historical examples out of their asses and like they claim people are black immigrants who aren't black immigrants, but that's a whole other story because mm -hmm. they do talk about that all the time. All the time. Why are you trying to to? Uh, direct what we're doing right now, present time, current America, 2021, based off some shit that happened in the 60s or prior with people who are no longer here. 
Like, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, why do we have to, like, why do we need to consider Marcus Garvey is a hundred fucking years ago. Why are we still considering Marcus Garvey? Exactly. Hey, man. Pan-African nostalgia. I don't want to be at odds necessarily with, with this, this idea of pan-Africanism because on paper, like, it's a beautiful thing. And I, I get think it's why, beautiful too. I get it. Yeah, and I get why our ancestors went that that direction. But especially with this shit, where we, we have to be open to the whole fucking globe and every black person, or not even just black people, anybody that has any form of of connection to Africa, because we're including all Latinos, according to what he was saying earlier. Like this idea. It's, it's outdated, it's not realistic, and we need to move on past it. There is a Black race, and that includes Black people globally. That is the Black race. But ethnically, there are different Black people who come from different countries, and they are ethnically different. It's not that complicated. People need to understand this. The same way Germans are not Italians, which aren't Irish, unless y'all married in, but y'all still make the distinction. Because you'll talk about the difference between your grandmoms. All and right. and most importantly, our politics are different. That's something that we have to come to terms with. Like, you're concerned about immigration and things that are happening in your home country. I'm mainly concerned about what my people are going to do right here in America right now to survive. That's it. And this is about survival. And this is the thing. Everybody wants Black people to stop fighting for their survival. But I want everybody to imagine this. You and me are in a pool and I start pushing your head underwater. You and I can be friends. You can like me a lot. But at some point, you're going to fight me off of you so you can survive. That's where Black people are right now. We are fighting for every fucking breath of survival. All right, let's go ahead and play. Oh, not send, not send them home. No, no, not send them home. They, these are people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, but but we can't. So so we can't discount the the black experience, the truly African American experience, whether it was from enslavement or any other type of immigration. We can't discount that. Our experience is vast. When we start trying to isolate the African American experience to only those who were enslaved per se. I mean, I, I think that I think that's not a good thing. And that's a nativist argument. I, I really think that's a native argument. Because otherwise, we, then we have to discard Malcolm. We have to discard Marcus Garvey. We have to discard Shirley Chisholm. We don't have to discard Malcolm. That's all I want to say. Yeah, we don't have to discard Malcolm at all. And Marcus Garvey wouldn't be Marcus Garvey if Black Americans didn't get behind him. The reality is, is we don't have to discard any of them. We're just talking about reparations. That doesn't mean we're erasing them from American history. Like, we're just saying that they would not receive reparations reparations if it happened during their lifetime. But all right, let's play some more because look at Tim's face. Poor Tim. He did good, though. He did good on this interview. I think he did great. A whole um, lot of people not discard, not discard, but they, 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 they made powerful mm-hmm. 
they made powerful and irrevocable contributions Absolutely. to our struggle here. Absolutely. Absolutely they did. And I would never discard them or or, you know, you know, try to try to deport my deport brothers and sisters here. What I'm I the way I see it, I think now you know, some people may disagree with me, but I'm saying part of the foundational reparations as I see it and as I speak it, and maybe, you know, I've had Dr. Sandy Dirty on the show, Dr. Derek Hamilton, Dr. Elwood Watson. We've had these conversations. Part of the part of the reason for reparations is the fact that all this wealth that was accumulated in America by free labor, by labor that did not get compensated. And if you take that piece out of it, and if that's not your background, then that fundamentally undercuts the whole idea of reparations, in my opinion, because a lot of people have been jailed or treated inappropriately or treated or their constitutional rights violated. Hell, I mean. I just did a story where a brother, due to qualified immunity, um, they uh, they called the police. The police came. The man called for a psychiatric checkup for the father. The father's threatening to kill himself. He pours gasoline on himself. The cops say, hey, we, what do we do to stop him? Well, well we can't tase him because if we tase him, it'll set him on fire. So they tased him anyway. They set him on fire, and those cops still walk. I mean, and this was a Latino brother. Gabriel Olivas is his name. So... There are these types of uh, atrocities going on throughout this country um, for all types of people. I'm not, I'm not saying that doesn't exist. I'm not saying there shouldn't be a remedy for that. But that, to me, is an individual remedy. And now we say it doesn't matter. We, we want to look at reparations as a blanket for everything that's happened in America, even post-slavery, and we want to start it at some other point, maybe the 30s or the 40s or 50s. That Every, changes everything things. Everything that's happened to black people. Mm. Everything still, that's happened to black people. It's still a choice, brother. I, I get your point. And look, and and if Haiti, for instance, like I'm brother, brother, reverend, I've been hard on the Clintons for Haiti. I've been talking about Haiti for years. And I'm still talking about Haiti because of the atrocities in Haiti and what we've done to penalize them. The how our sanctions have crippled them, not just them, Latin America as well. Brother, we can go on like this. This is a huge conversation. But there are remedies, I think, that need to be done per those countries that, that too, with but our but U.S. Why, government. Why is it not all of the above? Hmm? Why is it not all of the above? So, I mean, that's what I don't understand. Mm -hmm. why, would, why would black people start negotiating with themselves about limiting reparations and remedy? Who does that? Because the American government cannot pay reparations to the whole fucking globe. <laughs> Basic. It's, go ahead, go ahead, John. Please. It, well, he's conf he's conflating domestic issues with international issues. Like it, these issues get dealt with. The uh, country's internal issues get differently get dealt with differently than uh, international. These are international issues that have to get dealt with on a certain different type of scale, and a lot of. And they like to always try to say, well, the CIA did this. Well, that's something that you got to deal with. Like you said, go to the UN and do some international shit, go and do book. That's some other shit. That's not domestic policy done to citizens or people who were promised citizenship and exploited here in this country for generations. Like, no, you don't get no repair. The, people, the repair for us is not the repair for international situations and shits and wars or whatever the fuck and proxy wars and all that other shit, which is wrong, which I don't, I don't agree with that shit in American imperialism, but no, 
No. No. Our reparations are our reparations, like, period. And I hope they get their reparations, but that's different claims, though. It's not our claim. It's not the same claim. We could do it's not our, it's not the same claim. So that's, that's my point. So 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 really, it's not a real intellectual argument. It is a false intellectual argument to get into this nativism question. All right. And I would challenge you, brother, mm-hmm. my brother, to look very carefully. And I can send you some information okay. around the origins of the ADOS movement, who created it and who financed it. There is there is a nativism movement in this country. So I want to take a moment to talk about this. So I was a member of ADOS Los Angeles. I was a member of ADOS California, and I'm a former member of the ADOS Assembly, which is is still a working body. I think they just changed their name, but I am no longer a member of any of those organizations. But during the time that I did, we never received a penny from anybody who was not us. Like at best, there might've been a few cash apps from other ADOS people and it's negligible amounts. People were paying to build websites out of their pocket. People were paying for flyers out of their pocket. People were renting venues for town halls out of their pocket. This was a grassroots organization. There are articles that were written. ABC, was it ABC? Yeah, or it was... It was ABC, ABC. right? ABC wrote a whole whole article talking about how they couldn't prove any of these McCarthy smears. So I don't deal with the ADOS movement anymore. I don't necessarily deal with, um, I don't deal with the heads of the organization. I'm not going to comment on that and what they do forward. But all I can talk about is the people who were grassroots doing the work. I'm not talking about maybe the top two people, whoever they may be. I'm talking about the people who are watching them on YouTube and who stood up and decided to go out in their communities and do good work. So Mark Thompson's talking like there's this big conspiracy. I never got any big checks from no right wing motherfuckers. There was no checks coming to my house. I had to depend on donations from black people and I had to get out here and hustle my little driving gig until my car damn near died. So that's what it is. Y'all got anything before I get back to playing this? I think I got enough of that out, right? Well, I just wanted to say uh, it does not make any sense for the shadowy figures that he's trying to um, dream up to get behind a reparations movement, especially uh, a brand new reparations movement. If they just wanted to like put money together and finance some people to manipulate black folks, why not go to an already established organization, which leads to my next question. Well, who does, who exactly is funding in Cobra? <laughs> How do you have an Uh-oh. organization? Uh-oh. No one seems to ask questions. Where does this money come from? And, and, and who exactly is giving you this money and what are they giving you this money to do since you're not actually providing results? There is there is a nativism movement in this country. Mm-hmm. There is a xenophobic movement in this country and is now spilled over into the reparations movement. And those who have led that nativist movement and that xenophobic movement 
now want to apply it to reparations that had never been applied. But there's never, there's never been this unity in the reparations movement. And again, we're at a place where we're talking about what proposals might be. Mm-hmm. So then this false thing gets built up where, oh, we're talking about giving Haitians money that is owed us. We're not even talking about that. What I'm talking about is if you are a black person in America and you have suffered under slavery and its vestiges, okay, you should not be excluded from anything. That's all. And again, when we really think about it, the check piece gets complicated because then the the argument that Sandy is making about proving an enslaved ancestor, most of us couldn't meet his criteria to begin with. So when you start playing that numbers game, you start minimizing, you start shrinking the population. So what kind of black man am I to talk about reparations and remedy? And I start talking about, well, we gotta shrink it. Can't be everybody, can't be a few people. Who, Who does a class action suit? And then negotiates against themselves <laughs> about the number of people in the class action suit. Who does that? So who does a class action suit and then includes people who weren't harmed in the class action suit and thinks that it's going to win? <laughs> no one. Was it clear? Do I need to say it again? Was it clear, no. clear? Because he said clear. it. The reason why we're like so focused on being specific about this is because we know if there is any, any fucking flaw, they're going to find a way to come up with excuses to not do the shit. So why would we give them a flawed bill that includes everyone when we know white Americans are not going to go for that. Latino Americans are not going to go for that. Asian Americans aren't going to go for that. And even black Americans aren't going to go for it. Native Americans might not go for it either. Like the only people that would like really buy into this are like Pan-Africanists. And there's such a small fraction of the black community. They just are in positions of like, I guess, being the establishment because they've been around so long. We're we're dealing with like the 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 like the academic leftovers of the eighties, and they just won't fucking retire. It's a niche, though. I can sell a book. I can make myself popular. I can make a false intellectual case so that somebody would consider putting me on the commission. But most of us been in this for years, brother. I didn't just get here on reparations. Most of us been in this for years, and we didn't get into it for ego or vanity, or to push a book, or to put our name in lights. Whoa. You sound like you talking about yourself, bro, because before you got kicked off where you lost your show and you wasn't doing MSNBC, that sounds like what the fuck you was doing. So again, it feels like you're projecting, my nigga. Y'all got anything else? Well, I mean, the thing that he's trying to act like Dr. Darity is trying to, uh, I guess, gain clout off, is a book that is specifically about reparations. I mean, most of his work is breaking down um, the racial wealth gap and how generational wealth works so that he can actually make the argument for reparations. I mean, I haven't seen Dr. Darity out here on a like a serious campaign like he's been on for anything other than reparations. And he had the baby bond. That was like something that like uh, uh, Cory Booker attached himself to and a lot of motherfuckers thought was like a, a winning policy. 
And you didn't see Dr. Darity everywhere trying to push that. And he could have he could have easily done that, been mainstream with that idea. But instead, what he has done is taken the hit for everyone by continuously pushing forward this reparation shit. And I don't see no book from Mark Thompson breaking this shit down. I don't see any any policy proposals coming out of Encopa that makes fucking sense. So I don't know. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna just allow these motherfuckers to play this game where like they're gonna taint Dr. Darity when most of these motherfuckers are are uh, they they are exactly everything that they're trying to make Dr. Darity out to be. Mark Thompson has been trying to become a star for the longest fucking time, and no one fucking cares. He has a YouTube show. No one watches. I mean, he, I'm I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Mic drop. <laughs> All right. Let's rock. That was a mic drop. Yep. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna leave it. Yeah, that. I you know I appreciate it though, because you are the first person, Reverend. And we didn't plan this, y'all. The first person that, that I've had on the show. Not not because I'm cherry picking. I had never heard the argument. To be honest with you. And there's going to be people, well, you never heard this? I hear people talk about peer reparations. I haven't dug into exactly what, they, what they're, what they're you know, articulating when they say that. I think I now get it. Peer reparations, because there have been some criticism they've been leveling out to some other folks that I, that I admire, appreciate. Um, but you are the first person to articulate that other side of the equation. And and I I always thought they sort some of it was based in the unlikelihood of this happening, the enormity of the reparations package, and the pushback we're going to get from America to do anything. And I thought that was the way I was looking at it. But if you're saying there's some undertones of something different, you say nativism, um, you say some other sectors have an influence, and, and that's something I should definitely check out. And and I'm open, definitely open to that. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll share an yeah. argument with you. And later yeah. on, if you want to share with your audience, feel free. But, but check this out. Again, though. Mm-hmm. The resistance is really makes no sense. H.R. 40 would establish a commission that would then engage the community with public hearings about what the community thinks is best for what reparations is. Why would anybody want to stop that? We're the ones who pushed H.R. 40 to get it where it was. Am I speaking out of turn? Weren't most people pushing for edits to H.R. 40, not for H.R. 40 to be thrown away? Yeah, it was mainly for edits. And honestly, uh, people have been saying that we should write a brand new bill, but Mm -hmm. we're not going to get like we already did the show with uh, Avery. There's not going to be a new bill that's introduced at the same time that H.R. 40 is is in the the house. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So honestly, it's what we got. The only traction we're going to have right now is H.R. 40. Um, maybe in the next Congress, you know, something else can go. But, you know, these are our options right now. So so I guess what we're saying is. Hashtag ADOS was a community of people who decided that they wanted to start fighting for their community. The ADOS organization was created a year and a half after the organic grassroots organizations had already built groups locally i definitely have pushback towards what he's saying Fuck yeah. and, and because he's talking about the community like coming up with the why are we going to the community to come up with the idea when we have experts 
in the field that could do the calculations because he can influence the community because he'll could, like how the how uh how the cbc was trying to convince us to go for voting rights versus reparations i don't know what they're gonna do with that well I, voting rights you know they're gonna do <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying i i don't want especially like if and cobra is running the show because they could set it up where it's like private meetings that only go to like in Cobra members or some goofy shit where, where they basically can, can wrangle the money out of everyone's hands and, and get total control over everything. But this is part of the reason why I think he has an issue with Dr. Darity being on the commission um, because he brought that up out of nowhere. Like, Dr. Darity is not somebody who's qualified to be in that in that spot. What the what? Um, even yeah. and not even not qualified, more qualified. What are his qualifications? What what kind of yes, Mark Thompson? What degree does he have? Does he have an economics degree? Does he have political science? What is he? What is his credentials for him to be in this space outside of being a part of Incober and being a reverend? Why would anybody want to stop that? We're not even we're not at the point of, of a dollar amount yet. We're at the point of determining what that dollar amount would be with the input of the community, Brother Tim. So why would anybody want to stop that? Well, whose real agenda would it be to stop that other than do a stealth move? Well, we're going to pretend like we for this, but we really want to stop it. While we tweet about how Donald Trump did the worst thing that happened. He wasn't. I'm Adolf, but I... Okay, first of all, Donald Trump was not the worst thing that ever happened to black people. Sorry, I don't care what you want to say. The next thing is, oh, talking, tweeting like you're for it, but when you're really against it, that's more doublespeak. Like, you bullshit, Mark Thompson. You bullshit. Well, yeah. Um, the worst thing that happened to black people in Obama. America is slavery. <laughs> yeah. The one thing he wants to, like, he doesn't think is a big deal in the reparations package. And this thing with like the Trump thing is like, yo, we can't like we can't be so afraid to to sacrifice for our our political aspirations. And hopefully our political aspirations are grander than let's just get out fucking Trump. Hopefully our political aspirations are about getting what the fuck is owed to us. And if we have to take an L with like whether it be Trump four years or whatever the case may be to, to move us closer to that, then yeah. I think the part of the strategy that people want to skip over is the fact that Democrats don't fucking serve us. So we got to wake them the fuck up and let them know that they have to fucking service us. Like, Pretty much. No... And if they not, we going to go to the next motherfucker who will. And there's no other way to wake them up other than to remove our fucking support. But he's bought and paid for by MSNBC and the DNC. He's a puppet. We already know that. I'm Ados, but I support Donald Trump. You, you feel me? Yeah, that's... So what do we know about the past couple of election cycles? Divide and conquer the black electorate. And so you got troll after troll. You've got legitimate and fake black accounts. We're against this. It's just it caught and the black community is more targeted when it comes to trolling and misinformation and disinformation than any other group of people. 
Here come the Russians. Russians. I stand. And and again, this is that MSNBC lie. Like I'm have to put in the don't beware of communists. You know that Negro thing. Negroes beware of communists. That's the same thing. Oh. Black people are too stupid to fight for resources in America. So it's got to be trolls who are leading them to the promised land of fighting for black liberation because black people are too stupid to fight for anything for themselves. So it's got to be outside influences. All right, let's keep going because we'll never end if we keep doing this. Let's go on that, brother. Any other group at all. I stand on that, brother. I stand in the name of God on that and against those who are deliberately trying to divide our community with falsehood and misinformation, whether they be real or fake. I stand on righteousness against that foolishness. So folks need to think long and hard. If somebody is trying to minimize those or decrease or subtract from those who would benefit from reparations, one, and two, trying to undermine a democratic process that would go out in the community and talk, not me and you, but talk to some of your listeners, Tim Black and viewers about what reparations really ought to mean. Anybody who's trying to stop that, y'all better look real carefully at who they are and what they're really up to and who their friends are and who's replying to their tweets and who, what, what uh, right wing stars are retweeting them like Ann Coulter. Ann Coulter don't retweet me. So we gonna stop. So when Ann Coulter retweeted, she retweeted because was it was that the Tariq Nasheed Foundational Black Americans or was that Adolf? Yes, that was Tariq Nasheed. So Tariq Nasheed had did a tweet where he was talking about foundational Black Americans, and she was like, "I think it should be a different iteration." And he was like, "Nah, bitch." So basically, all Ann Coulter said is that she agrees that Black Americans are our own group. I'm going to put in this little piece from Ann Coulter. Ann Coulter says racist shit sometimes. She's not an ally, but broken clocks are right twice a day. And Ann Coulter makes the point that Black Americans are owed something because of slavery, Jim Crow, redlining, and everything that comes up after that. Go ahead, Well, see, I think the vast majority of them aren't actually fighting um, or, like, trying to be a part of this. It's mm-hmm. mainly American Pan-Africanists who are causing all these fucking issues. Mm-hmm. Like, it always traces back to them. Mm-hmm. They're the motherfuckers putting all this goofy shit in people's ears. Mm-hmm. And culture don't retweet you, I don't think, and I don't think you want that. That interested. Right? I'm good, I'm good brother. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, yeah, I, I understand your point. I, I get it, and... And we had to be aware of the nefarious attempts of, yeah, to dilute. Yeah, I, I get that. And, and uh, oh, it's going to be some interesting conversations after this, man. You came and you burnt it down, Reverend. I mean, this is going to be something. And But you know what? It's a, it's, it's, it's a conversation that needs to be had. Um, I, I'm, I'm expecting to get some phone calls and people going to want to come on and by proxy debate your uh, <laughs> your point of view. And I'm, I'm here for it because that's what the platform's for. That's it. That's the end of the reparations talk. We're not going to talk about the Tulsa shit. I stopped the video there. I don't even want to watch the rest of it because I feel like I'll be irritated. So there we go. That took a long time. Tim, you did a good job on this video. Mark Thompson, you are a liar and the truth is not in you. I hope your ancestors torture you in your sleep. I hope you never get a day of rest when your soul leaves this 
your soul leaves this uh this plane that's it what else y'all got oh and until you do right by black people everything you touch is gonna crumble <laughs> nah i don't have shit I, I said everything i gotta say about this this dude in this video you know it's time to close it down yep shut it down yeah i think john everything yet we said everything we had to say we addressed it he yeah addressed it's a wrap we did good I'm done, I'm done with this guy i think tim, yeah mark thompson the tim, but he did be done with this dude though. tim but, great interview mark thompson you going back in the dirt because you ain't about shit, and most of the shit you said was crazy. And this is why Reset Race exists. Please keep watching. This is why we talk about race, ethnicity so much. So the bullshit that Mark Thompson says makes no sense, because you already know when we start breaking down what race is and the difference, you already know you can't just start lumping people in with Black Americans who descend from chattel slavery. Mm-hmm. We, we got him out. I'm tired of this dude. I gotta get out of here. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta shit. I gotta. All right, everybody, have a good one. Thanks for watching this long, 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 long ass episode of Reset Race. Listening to Reset Race, you now tuned in to Reset Race. Uh, uh. You're listening to Reset Race, you now tuned in to Reset Race. Put them back on the grill again. We grilling them. Put them back on the grill again. We grilling them. Put them back on the grill again. We grilling them. Back on the grill again. We grilling them. Up. You're listening to Reset Race. Adults need reparations to make America great. Up. You're tuned in to Reset Race. We no longer starving while others eat off our plate. No. You're listening to Reset Race. We focused on our justice claim. We know what is at stake. Up. You're tuned in to Reset Race. You'll find out who really about justice and really who fake. On the edge, go back to U.S. Southern plantations. Pennies, Jim Crow, and mass incarceration. Redlining lynchings, we are old from this nation. You're not about justice if you ain't for reparations. MG, the wise one, cousin mother intellectual. Samantha bringing fire, anti-black, we pressing you. No permanent friends and no permanent enemies. The backbone of the country, the way you need our energy. You gonna see? Listening to Reset Race. You now tuned in the reset race. Uh, uh. You're listening to reset race. You now tuned in the reset race. Uh, put them back on the grill again. We grilling them. Put them back on the grill again. We grilling them. Put them back on the grill again. We grilling them. Back on the grill again. We grilling them. Up. You're listening to reset race. Adults need reparations to make America great. Uh, you're tuned in to reset race. We no longer starving while others eat off our plate. No. You're listening to reset race. We focused on our justice claim. We know what is at stake. Uh, you're tuned in to reset race. You'll find out who really about justice and really who fake. Uh. Until you do right by me, everything you think about is going to crumble.
MG from the Reset Race Podcast, where we discuss race, politics, economics, and reparations. We wanted to let you know that we've started a Patreon. So to support us over there, please go to www.patreon.com slash Reset Race Network. Again, www.patreon.com slash Reset Race Network. Thanks. We'll see you over there. <laughs> 